Hello, everybody. Welcome to another, another episode of uh, Star Trek Europa. I'm your host, as always, Jeff Harvey, and uh, you can find me all the places <clears throat> at Studio Tembo. I have a revamped recently uh, link tree as well, which I have already posted in the chat, uh, beating Jack to it this time since he's been taking over the slack for a while on that one. Um, check us out on YouTube and all the other places. Obviously, we've got the the new shows up live on uh, on YouTube. I've got a bunch of new episodes coming out of this show that are not new, but they're the shows that have been edited. Um, they were uploading earlier today. I stopped the upload so we could do the stream today. Um, but they'll get uploaded the rest of the way tonight. Um, they're also up on the audio podcasts, uh, which anywhere you find free podcasts, they're available. And the new show, uh, Against Boredom, episode one is out on YouTube now, uh, has been out on the audio podcast for about a week. Um, the second episode of that will be coming out shortly uh, with uh, my friend Nathan, who is a film independent filmmaker from New Zealand. And I think that'll be a fun episode. I really had a lot of fun making that one. Um, and I'm, I'm really enjoying the new show. I hope everybody else does too. Um, uh, in the meantime, this is Star Trek Europa, as I said, um, season two, episode seven, and uh, let's go ahead and have introductions. Uh, Brian, go ahead. Uh, my name is Brian. I am playing several characters, including Ensign uh, Elizabeth Page. Uh, you can find me at the edge of the world, at the on the island at the edge of the world, the island of misfit toys. Yeah. Uh, Ev, go ahead. I'm Ev. You can find me on TikTok at Cafeteatrix. Every other Sunday, you can find me on St. Pete by Night, uh, where we stream our 90-some-odd uh, server vampire game. And I am playing, amongst others, Dr. Dasavi Onayet. On this, not the, not the St. Pete's by Night. Of this. Here. <laughs> yes, here. This game, I am playing Dr. Dasavi Onayet, the EXO, and Medical Officer. Cool. And Jack, go ahead. Yes, hello, I am Jack. Uh, you can find me doing all of my own content over on my own channel, twitch.tv slash The People's Ascension. Uh, we are also on YouTube, but still waiting for that uh, fancy custom URL, so just you know, search the people's ascension in the search box and you can find all of our all of our fun previous episodes and seasons. Uh, most notably, I run RPGs Uncovered, a series dedicated to showing you just how quick and easy it can be to learn a new TTRPG. I am currently in the process of setting up season three, uh, contacting dozens of people over all kinds of time zones to get time to get schedules lined up. Uh, so I'm looking to start season three. Uh, around the beginning of may so come hang out on my channel come hang out on twitter you can find me over there under the same name for uh for more information on the next season we're going to be playing a game called lost eons which is basically a sort of a sci fantasy version of fallout uh with magic and vault bunkers and mutants and it's going to be cool stuff uh more on that later but as for what i'm doing here i am playing Captain Ronnie Ambrose, as well as some other fantastic characters that I'm really excited to get back into. Yeah, you can also find uh, a link to Jack's YouTube in the Studio Tembo YouTube uh, down below in the comments. Uh, uh, down below on the main screen, there's uh, a couple of people that we feature, and Jack is one of them. So, awesome. Um, all right, let's go ahead and do a quick recap before we do the cold open, because um, I don't know how much we're going to get 
actually specified in the cold open. So let's do a quick recap of what we what happened last episode. Quite a bit, uh, quite a bit of first contact went down. So who's got anything for me? You guys, uh, so, yeah, go ahead. We did. We did quite a bit of first contact. We met Ladon of the people. Um, Rana Ladon. Rana Ladon, who took us to dinner. They had a feast. Um, we discovered that the people heard the Aren and used them for food and fuel and probably a multitude of other things. Um, we annoyed the That can't be right. His mm. name was not Benny. What was the Venru? Venru. Wow, my handwriting is atrocious. <laughs> it was not Vinny. It was Venru. Sanin Venru. Sanin being the title. Um, he did not like us as much as Ladon did. At some point late in the night, he angrily stormed out with a couple of his fellow Roman guard people. He was just jealous that I was cooler than him. Yep. Jack, do you want to expound on the feast a little bit more? You were more actively involved in that one. Um, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. We were invited to feast in honor of their new, their newest catch, their newest uh, hunt of one of these uh, Ren, which we had the pleasure of witnessing and getting all kinds of scans for. That was pretty cool. They have a giant harpoon that can spear straight through starships if uh, if they have their shields down. So that's not terrifying at all. Uh, these guys seem to be pretty uh, pretty well equipped for the kind of the kind of life they lead. This sort of nomadic. Uh, tribal lifestyle out in space, but we were invited to this feast. Uh, it was the captain, uh, Yesbeth was there, uh, and then it was, uh, who else, who else was there from you, Ev? Uh, Mills was there. Mills. Yeah, Mills um, was there. Yeah. But she was, she was pretty much just kind of quietly standing behind at attention keeping an eye on things mm -hmm. and i believe varen was there as well just you know waving the tricorder around in the background she right. was our designated driver uh because we were all getting sloshed well i i, uh, oh. I don't think mills was uh, mills was being no. professional but Much um to yes just, just call out call out yes she was the yeah. one <laughs> yes uh, but the sort of social hierarchy in the uh, the the Dejarin Varen, as they are called, uh, Ambrose was trying to show that he was more or less a, a, an equal in leadership to whatever his name was, Ronald Ladon, uh, Mr. Ladon. Yeah. Yes, yeah, uh, trying to show himself as an equal. So. Uh, it was customary for them to drink, so he drank uh, as to not offend and tried his best to keep up while maintaining a clear head. Uh, that went more or less all right. Nothing, nothing bad 
happened. There seemed to be a friendship that was sparked, uh, or at least uh, at least a, a respect. There was there was some complication that was rolled. We don't know what that is currently. That's going to come up later. Uh, but there was a level of respect and and um, perspective friendship between not only uh, Ladon and Ambrose, but our people in general. So very successful first contact when it comes to that. Uh, and then Ambrose went back up the ship and got uh, got the doctor to get rid of his alcohol problem. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, uh, the complications are well noted in my documentation on my end, so I did not forget about them. Uh, and you already mentioned that uh, that Venru did storm off. He was given given Ambrose the stink eye all night and eventually yep. said something secretive to a bunch of his soldiers and he stormed off. So I'm, I'm sure that's nothing. Um, <laughs> before we hit the other high points of last session, am I just having a bad tech day? Because the Twitch is telling me you're live, but when I click live and watch now, it's just because of your studio tempo splash page. It might be messed up. I don't know. It, it it has problems sometimes. I'm not worried about it. It's up on, if it's not showing on Twitch, it's just an unfortunate side effect of, I don't know what, but it's running on Twitter at the moment or on, it's running on um, YouTube at the moment. So mm. okay. All right. it shows me as being online on, tw- on, on Twitch too, but yeah, I don't it know. It says you're live. And when I click watch now, it just takes me to the, your duty temple splash page. Hmm. I don't know. Twitch kills me sometimes. I will prioritize advertising YouTube then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, why it's showing that. I'm glad it's not just. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, all right. Other high points of the night. Uh, the we took the runabout over to. Or we took a runabout from the ship over over to follow one of their smaller ships that King helped fix. Um, the sent went wrong. Silva. Was it just Tong and Silva? Uh, yes. Yeah. And, and some mm-hmm. yellow shirt. Uh, yeah, and some and, random, yeah. random generic guys. Yep. Um, and they got some information on the harvester. They fixed the leak for them. Um, we learned that they're the smaller of the people. Ex- follow orders, um, but they let us help them only because they were more or less able to give us the full experience. They really didn't want our help very much. I think they were more afraid of displeasing us because they were very much a servitor mm-hmm. cast. Which did not stop them from investigating crap out of our runabout while we were helping. Turnaround's fair play. You know. Um, and, you know, breaking through all of our security. Silva flirted with Tong. Tong got really flustered. Um, and 
Uh, we started out before we went out to the planet. Uh, Kendall had asked to go along to the first contact mission and was, was told no. Uh, and kind of stormed out during that encounter. Captain realized that there was something wrong with Kendall as well, and gave Kasabi a bit of a dressing down for not having appropriately. Right. That is all we covered. Can't think of anything we missed. Nope. All right. Let's go ahead and I'm not going to mess with YouTube until I've got some downtime when I can actually play around with it. Not YouTube, but Twitch. Um, I we, think we did. There is one more thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we mentioned uh, kind of two more things. Uh, the. The Dejarin, uh Ladon uh, did inform us that I believe it was about a year and a half ago, but I don't remember the specifics. Uh, a Dominion ship full of Gemadar yes. and Green showed up in the system, came shooting out of some wormhole somewhere, uh, and they blew them up, completely eradicated them, glassed the planet they landed on. Like it's, they are destroyed. We found no traces of them, which is impressive considering the firepower and defensive capabilities that the Breen brought to the Dominion at that time. So again, Ambrose is very interested, uh, intrigued, and very concerned about the military capabilities of these people. Uh, and also the second mention of the Bishari, the sort of boogeymen of the expanse here that we're coming to understand. Uh, we heard of them prior with the rock people the, the lemarians lemarians i know it starts with nell yep. yeah um, there's a lot of names in this setting <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh another instance where they were where they were claimed to be engaging in in warfare for warfare's sake uh hunting the aren just to kill them uh and harrying the the people so we have them to look out for as well. Yep. Okay. Let's see if that fixes the, uh, the Twitch thing. If it doesn't, then I don't know what to do today. We won't worry about it today. Um, so we open with uh, Koba, Vren, and O'Connor down on the planet, uh, which has been lovingly nicknamed. Um, what Barry Good? Or I think? Barry Bush. Barry Bush. Um, by the crew of the Europa. Um, you are being escorted by one of the uh um one of the people. Um it is not uh it is not Ronald Ladon there. That's who the picture that is, but I don't have any other pictures of them. Um just the two. But you are being escorted by one of them. Uh the um the guide has been appointed to you by uh, Ronald Adan. You have been wanting to explore more of the ruins and the plant life on the planet and some of that kind of stuff. Ruins is a, a rough term. The, the, the Karens and things like that. Koba is there for security. O'Connor is doing her investigations of the plant life and whatnot. And Vren is uh, um, 
chaperoning really more than anything else. Um, but is there to explore some of the cultural, um, nuances and historical sites that the, uh, the, uh, the member of the people is taking you around to see. So, uh, uh, I think, I think suddenly Koba is going to yell out, well, what a discovery. And then he's going to lean over into a bush. He's going to pull out a long stick. He's going to say, this, this will make a good walking stick. I'm sorry. I didn't mean a scientific discovery. I just meant it's good to have a walking stick on a hike. <laughs> High anxiety scientist puts her heart back in the chest, having Sorry dropped to... her tricorder. Sorry to freak you out. I didn't mean to. I just get excited sometimes. The uh, uh, the Dishaaren doesn't really make a doesn't 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 appear particularly thrilled or, or amused by your. Uh, your, your banter, but uh, gestures to the, the the fields to show O'Connor. This is the grain that we grow. It is high efficiency energy. Our people have spent some time cultivating. He grabs a couple of them and, and rubs them in his in a couple of the, the heads of the stalks and rubs them in his fingers, and it kind of breaks apart a little bit. Um, these are nearly ready for harvest. Sometime in the next. And he looks the he looks up and sometime in the next three or four rotations. One year rotation. Uh, oh, like a day, not a year. Correct. That makes sense. She it more to herself than the yeah. Jern. Once the RN is finished being processed aboard the harvesters then the the Ishen shall return to the planet and aid us in the harvesting well you got that schedule all worked out you harvest the the space whales then you harvest the plants been at this while I guess generations we don't like to They don't like to waste time. The more time we spend um, hemming and hawing, I suppose, over the nuances, the less time we have for the recreation that we want. It is better to complete a task and have time for oneself than to waste time. I know exactly what you mean. I've met so many people who just can talk and talk and talk and have nothing valuable to say. My uncle was exactly that kind of person. So we all just kept our distance from him because he would get, I'm sorry. O'Connor is like, she had started to say something and you just kept going and she was just staring at you blankly, waiting for you to stop. (laughs) And you get the Vulcan raised eyebrow from Varen. So your hunters also are your gatherers. Well, uh, sort of. The um, the hunters and the harvesters, um, the At- the Atene are the hunters. The the warriors are our hunters. Uh, they they make the kill, but the 
the, the Shen, uh, they do the processing and the work and, and we all contribute to the farming. Uh, well, not all. Um, the, the warriors do not farm, but the, the, the leaders farm and the, 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 uh, the Ashen farm and the Ashen farm of the Aren. It's, it's a lot of, um, cooperation between the, 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 the level, the, the groups. Farming is a, is a labor intensive process. These are quite large fields. Are all of them harvested simply by hand, or do you utilize advanced machinery? Uh, we use, uh, they are harvested. The fields are cut by hand, but the, the, um, the, 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 the foods, the grains are taken back to the processing ships for mechanical processing. That is simply tradition. Uh, the large machinery on the planet could cause harm and damage. Um, there are um, things, uh, unseen uh, harms that the ships can cause to the land. So we do not have them. Um, only, only the smallest ships, the, uh, the Tatora, are allowed to land on planet. Uh, while the harvesters can and will, if, if strictly necessary, um, it is. It is not common. You strike a very interesting equilibrium between efficiency and tradition. It has served us well this far. These worlds are not only the worlds of the Dajaran. They are the worlds of all the people. Would it be okay if I took some grain samples? Grabs a handful and um, breaks the stems off and hands them to you. Of course. Would it be okay if I took a sample? Certainly. These worlds are vast and there is plenty for all and hands you some. Which is not the first time you've heard that exact phrase. <laughs> we'll start eating. Yeah, they're, it's like eating raw uh, flour or like raw wheat. It's, it's chewy. It's, He's like, I'm fish. <laughs> you get a look from the, uh, from the, the guy. He just, you know. Might be thinking that you're not the brightest bulb. Where did you get that idea? But, but says nothing. Nothing. Um, <laughs> please be careful. There are... There are creatures in these lands that can be hazardous. Small creatures, but still. Walk this way and gestures uh, as you head towards one of the, one of the Qurans. Karans, Karens, whatever the word is. Um, Three very different things. Yeah, well, Karen can also be multiple things. So, um, the as you head over to that, um, he's gesturing to some of the the symbols and whatnot on it, and tells you that um, this is one of the the Karens of the Dajarin, the. Uh, this one is used primarily during the processing time to place the grains inside. 
it keeps them fresh longer, but while they are being uh, transported back up to the ships for processing. Uh, oh, like a silo. Yes. Short silo. Short long silo. Short, short and low, but deep. Yes. She points to the symbols on it. It is used um, during the uh, the she he says a word that your translators don't catch, but um, contextually speaking, it's like a cycle. Um, this is used by the Dren during this time period, and it is used by the Fafar by the Fafarin during another cycle. Um, they also use these fields from time to time. Fafarin. Fafarin. They are one of the other Heron. Hmm. Another tribe. Uh, you must have, you must get along pretty well if you're willing to share territory like that. We do not see them often. We do only come to this world every. Uh, well, the pod that we follow only visits here every um, third or fourth harvest. Well, that sounds. Sounds awfully neighbor, neighborly to me. Are the fields sown with the same crops year-round all, all the time? No, uh, that should follow the land. It would cause harm to the, the grounds. We use various uh, different uh, grains, but uh, in the seasons when there is no planting to be done. Uh, it is lud to grow over with, and he scoops up a handful of this green, almost clover-like substance. Um, this is this is left in the fields uh, when there is nothing growing for harvest. It, it replenishes the grounds. Can I take a... Is it, is it edible? Uh, I do not eat it. <laughs> the ground. Uh, the small animals do eat it, but... Connor shoots a really quick, sly glance at Koba, oh, and then cool. back. Like she's, she is for like half a second contemplating, daring Koba to eat this, and then decides she should behave. Try this. <laughs> <laughs> Could I have a sample of this? Yeah, of course. Thanks. These worlds are vast, and there is plenty for all. Um, after a few minutes, uh, you know, Ren is doing some scans and, and, uh, O'Connor is intently scanning things as well, like plants and whatnot. Koba is trying very hard not to eat the clover. Um, I think there'd be a lot of like just background conversation about sure. crop rotations and irrigation and, right. and soil toxicity. Yeah. Um, it's a very boring conversation in done in montage form. Um, after a few minutes, uh, or after a little while of that going on, one of the, um, one of the warriors, one of the, uh, Atana, one of these guys, I think you guys can see that. I hope you guys can see that. I don't know. Um, uh, one of them is making his way towards you, and he looks to be walking with some intent, leaning heavily forward and stomping um, in a very, uh, you guys wouldn't get the reference kind of way. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, Evelyn would get it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the uh, he comes stomping towards you and is pointing and shouting something in um, in the language that your translators are having a hard time keeping up with it. Uh, he's speaking so fast, but basically, it's you don't belong here. Get out of here. Um, you must go. Uh, clear off, kind of thing. The um, your guide is trying to calm him. Um, uh, and as he approaches, uh, as the guard approaches, the, the warrior approaches, he um, gets clearly up into the uh, up into the personal space of the other. And uh, you notice a significant height difference. Well, not significant, but several inches in height difference. Uh, the warrior is quite a bit taller. Um, uh, and uh, he shouts down the your, your guide who promptly apologizes and then um, turns to you and says that Sinin uh, Venru uh, has ordered that these areas are off limits to um, visitors to to the outsiders. Um, he fears that there is um, risk to our crops being so close to harvest. Please, we must go. Oh, uh, curious. We hate to we hate to cause bother. Uh, is there any particular thing he fears? He simply does not. Uh, says a name. Uh, does not wish. Uh, does not. <clears throat> he simply wishes. He he insists that we we leave immediately. He is. Um, and he looks back at the guy who is uh, uh, seething, for lack of a better term. Um, he clearly wants us to go. Uh, I fear that he is prepared for violence. Uh, These guys are like uh, well, massive, right? They're pretty big. Six something. They're in the upper six foot, low seven foot range. They they, they top out around seven feet. I think O'Connor's well, having a panic attack right now. Well, tiny, we don't want any trouble, so we'll we'll go ahead and leave. No, no, no problem there. Just, uh, just uh, I'm surprised you're taking such an such a uh, hard stance on these plants. Is all. He kind of the 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 bigger warrior guy just kind of looks and huffs, and gestures with his head like you know, either leave or try it kind of thing. Um, Addressing our guide, not the warrior. Yeah. O'Connor. Understanding it was not in your people's nature to place ownership or boundaries on the land. This is correct. The the people, all the people own, uh, use the land. Uh, these worlds are vast and there is plenty for all. But uh, Venru... Uh, does not always see things the same way. Curious. Uh, so, what are you doing, O'Connor? Having a you're, you're having a little bit of an anxiety there. Is like kind of frozen in place, eyes wide, trying to calm her breathing, but definitely hyperventilating. Varen will come over and put a put a hand on your shoulder sort of nudge you away from the towering soldier and in whatever direction that the guide wants us to vacate the area in. Uh, he, he opens his arms very wide and kind of um, sort of in, 
encompasses not encompasses but you know kind of barriers you between him barriers him barriers himself between you and the uh, and the warrior and gestures with the other hand this way please please we'll go going off um as you as you're walking away you uh the uh the warrior um says a few things and you can't really make out what it is because it's distance and, and again, speed at which he's speaking. Your translator has a hard time with it, but uh, the general gist you're getting and, and what the uh, your guide tells you is that um, he what he is saying is not at all pleasant uh, and uh, is uh, in, is attempting to incite you to to uh, to fight him. It is best that we continue, though. And uh, we'll end there. Let's go ahead and go to the opening credits, if I remember where the button is. Not sorry for like security levels, but yeah. all right. Uh, with that, um, you have returned. Those, those three have returned back to their the, the base camp where they are under the protection of uh, everyone else. Um, things back at the campment encampment where I'm assuming anyone that wants to be there is able to be there. Uh, things there are relatively calm and quiet, and there's been a lot of peace and no, uh, no. Um, no stressors there. Uh, does anybody have anything they want to do either on planet or aboard ship? Go on at the moment. Hmm. Any scenes we want to see? Brent's just going to walk around and eavesdrop. Okay. Keeping particular mind of any any warrior test. Yeah. Not really engaging with anyone, just keeping her ears open. Gotcha. I think, I think Yezabeth is going to send a message to uh, command staff and say maybe we should set up a small outpost something we can use to keep a team on the team while the Europa studies the rest of the system not a permanent outpost just a temporary one the suggestion would be sent up to Dasavi something that Dasavi would decide on um, I mean the captain could too but that's a first officer sort of thing Yep. Um, I think Evelyn is not understanding how long we're leaving them on the planet because that, that suggestion implies that we're leaving y'all on the planet while the Europa does more orbiting while you guys yeah I mean that's where we are right now but this way we can uh, this way we can multitask get study this planet as well as the other planets in the system as part of a larger survey. What, 
maybe we should talk for a second what our long-term yeah. goals are um, as far as uh, this pe- these people and uh, this system. Might not hurt to have a... Uh, uh, Meeting. Yeah, staff I think, meeting. Yeah, I think we should have a senior staff meeting. There's a definite between my and Dasavi's idea of what's happening right now and perhaps at least Yezabat's idea of what's right. happening right now. Sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, we can talk about in character. Uh, Let's go ahead and have a senior staff meeting aboard ship. And you guys can have a discussion since I just had a dog explode in my house. So I'll be. Oh, no. <laughs> you guys go ahead and do that. I'm I'm here. Uh Okay. But back aboard ship. Uh senior staff meeting okay. and you guys can discuss both what you found and anything that you guys want to accomplish. So So, uh a meeting is assembled. Elizabeth will propose her her long-term idea. Uh I I think I'm it, I'd like to know what our overall objectives are so that we can best plan, make a plan to accomplish them. If we are going to do a long-term exploratory survey of this planet for maybe colonization purposes, then it's best that we set up a small outpost so we can study it while the Europa is elsewhere in the system. Or perhaps- it seems to be already occupied. if they seem perfectly willing to allow us cohabitation, but I, you know that's not my call. I'm not sure the Dejarin, the people as a whole, would fully grasp the concept of have of us permanently colonizing this world. They don't seem to have any claim on the land or make any boundaries well but they may be opposed to us carving up portions of the planet for our own particular use something we can certainly broach well uh captain i with all due respect it's a little bit patronizing to believe that they wouldn't be able to grasp uh our intentions and i'm certainly not saying we section up the world for our own use i'm saying we can set up a colony economy in the spirit that they would intend it. I'm not sure at this point that there's a need for a long-term scientific habitation zone on this planet. And I think we're diplomatically a bit away from discussing cohabitation and colonization rights. I, I would recommend that we examine the planet a little bit more, continue our conversation with the Dejarin as much as they will have us, and then be on our way to explore the rest of the system and this, uh, what is it, a nebular expanse we're in? Cluster, I think. The star cluster as a whole. Well then, how much longer do you think we should uh... How much longer do you think we should stay here at Berrybush then? Well, department heads, where are we on our 
science then? Koba will say, I've, or uh, Kostra. Kostra will say, I've got I've got the engines ready to go as soon as we need them. Till then, uh, uh, till then, uh, they're fine sitting cold. You're getting to the point from the other the other uh, department heads that you've probably tapped most of what you're going to get out of this particular world. There's other worlds you can explore. Obviously, this system you're getting pretty close to as much as you're going to get short of leaving long-term research teams here. Which is not standard procedure, necessarily. Right. Right. Very good. Well, it seems that we've explored as much as we're going to explore in a cursory cursory initial approach. I'd say we have plenty more systems to explore in this star culture, star cluster. We can always come back if this particular world, this particular system is deemed one of appropriate interest. Well, we, I'm sure we can spend time going over the data uh, and send, and send our, our findings back to Starfleet. Very good. And we can look over our deep space telemetry and find our next, next priority. Uh, I, I'm happy to do that, Captain Yezabeth says, uh, as she folds up her her, her data pad. Very good. Any other concerns while we're here? Koba will uh, raise his hand and he'll say, yeah, there is one thing. While we were on the planet, uh, a, one of the, one of the, 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 Tribal, uh, one of the tribesmen seemed to be getting, I don't know if paranoid's the right word, but he definitely didn't like us uh, looking, poking around his fields. I don't know if that means anything diplomatically or, I don't know. I figured I should let you know, Captain. It's, it's in my report if you want to see more. I've looked over the reports. Uh, yes, I've... I did pick up on some internal tension between some of the leadership of this tribe. One of the reasons I am once again uh, hesitant to, at this point, broach conversation of territory colonization, long-term efforts. I think we should thank them for their hospitality and at least for now be on our way. Let whatever internal struggle is going on there, play itself out. We don't want to overstay our welcome. Well, that sounds, sounds like that's everything we need. Well, unless there's any new developments, I'd say uh, looking looking back to Yezbeth, a few background characters from, from sensors and telemetry and mapping and whatnot. Actually, should we transition this, uh, speaking out of character, should we transition this scene to talking about where we go next? Actually, come to think of it? We can. That's what he was just going to order yep. you to do. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, well, uh, can I do a science role? I'm sure we've been gathering data on nearby systems and and uh, collating that data sure. in the background. Uh, so maybe I can do a science role on that. Yeah. Okay. Good. I will use a momentum. We only have one, but uh, seems like a good time to use it. Uh, does my focus on sensors yeah. apply? You can also, someone can roll the ship if they want. Okay. Uh, that is two successes plus I have the dedicated focus, which gives me. Sensor science for the yeah. ship. Uh, it also generates one bonus momentum, and so I uh, so we get an extra bonus momentum on that as well. Um, So, uh, what was the base? Uh, just, uh, just two. Okay, so uh, that'll give us three questions in addition. So, um, uh, are there any planets that are there any systems that feature any interesting spatial anomalies or anything like that? Um, there's a couple systems that. Uh, they don't really exhibit any abnormal anomalies, that kind of thing. Um, but there's definitely some other world, other systems that are similar in nature to this one that don't have quite as many planets. Uh, what you do find, though, is um, near the maelstrom, there are a lot of anomalies in that area, uh, which is the <coughs> the large turmoiled nebula. Uh, noted that is also where the portal, quote-unquote, that the uh, Dominion ship reportedly came from. That's that area. Um, that's your the, where your anomalies are going to be probably or definitely. Uh, the next nearest system that you can see on your sensors uh, does have uh, a slightly more unique uh, star system. Like the actual star itself is slightly more slightly different uh, in that it is a large blue star. Um, which is, it's very rare to have any planets around a blue star that are, you know, livable. Um, that would be the most anomalous thing for that area. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of anomalous, quote unquote, anomalous readings from the Maelstrom area. Um, you're, you do have limited sensor capabilities in that area because of the turmoil of the nebula. Um, yeah. Well, Captain, uh, if we're, if, if we are planning on moving on, uh, Matt, my the sensors have been reading some interesting readings coming out of the maelstrom. In fact, I dare say this might be where 
remember the, where the breeding ship might have came from, which could indicate some kind of wormhole, stable or unstable. Uh, might be worth taking a look at next. We should certainly check it out. Perhaps we could get some better readings a bit closer from this distance. We weren't able to get too too terribly much. I'd want a constant reassessment of the dangers as we approach this maelstrom. This level of, this concentration of anomalies, talk of wormholes. Uh, there could be plenty of astro, astrometric gravitational difficulties, dangers. I can spend, I can spend some time of our trip uh, formatting a search pattern that keeps us clear of any dangerous uh, eddies. Uh, something that'll get us close, but not too close, if you know what I mean. Very good. I'll work with Silver to plot a course. All right. Okay. Um, go ahead and make another, go ahead and make a science and navigations roles. So that would be if whoever, I think Silva's the one flying, right? So it would be uh, anyone who wants to make a science role. And it's a piloting check aided by science. I think it'd be more interesting if O'Connor assisted uh, that than Elizabeth um, for obvious reasons. So you don't have to roll both. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. You want O'Connor to assist or to take lead? I, I mean, I can take. Uh, it sounds like it's a piloting role. Uh, you know. Oh, then I should not take. Yeah. I should do the sciencey bits. That's what I'm saying. Do not let O'Connor fly the ship. Yeah, and we didn't end up using uh, any of our questions except one. So would that mean we kept uh, two, three bonus momentum? Yeah. So you'd have three total momentum now because you used one on that one. Yeah. Uh, and I'll go ahead and use another one of them now. Uh, would Helm Operations uh, apply to this? Yes. Okay. And what am I rolling? I'm sorry. I was something. Uh, I sensors and science. How many were you? I'm not a ship. I don't have sensors. Well, you know what I mean. Science. The science roll. Do some science in here. <laughs> All right. Science. I will give you a reason. Yes, science. Is the ship yes. rolling as well? The ship would be rolling signs and sensors. Yep. Or helm. It could also be flying. I think helm is a thing on ships, right? Uh, Con. Con. Yes. Con. I already rolled Fair science sensors. Perfect. Well, uh, that is five successes. Okay. Well, there is an image of the maelstrom for you. Actually, six successes. No, five. I'm sorry, I'm terrible math. Man. That is on screen, but not on out. I did click. I did click show to players. I don't know why. I've, okay, there it is. There you go. Might just been slow to show. Mm. Um. All right. What did you get? Uh, five successes. Okay. Well, that's plenty. Um, you will definitely have. Uh, did you guys use any momentum on that? I don't. I think you used one, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, five successes. You can uh, um, you can ask questions. 
uh, about the maelstrom when you get there um, and you have successfully plotted a course um, you have three questions you can ask and you have successfully plotted a course um, that will at least without going into the maelstrom keep you close but safe uh, from the uh, storms and currents and eddies and all that kind of stuff what you basically get from the initial readings of the maelstrom is that it is a very volatile nebula um, there are a lot of neutrinos there are chronotons in there a lot of um, a lot of sensor dampening things your shields will not be very effective in there um, you will not they won't be zero but the shields like if you are were it to engage in a combat in the maelstrom it would be uh, you would have deficient you would have deficient shields um your uh your your phasers would also be at a, a disadvantage um in the maelstrom so um and that's just particles and science and tato babble as to reasons why uh, but they are they are environmental complications that you would have to overcome um but yeah you question with curiosity mm -hmm. questions so i'll save it in case we don't use all right, so you have five questions you can ask um have at okay i got a good first one any signs of a wormhole stable or other uh no direct signs however there are a lot of neutrinos which are the same type of particles that were emitted when the bajoran that, that accumulate when the bajoran wormhole opens and they actually have very similar nearly identical um signatures to the ones that are from the Bajoran wormhole. Would we be able to do the math on those neutrino signatures to figure out the uh the the, the um the uh angle for for of egress to see if there would be a wormhole? <laughs> um yeah it'd probably take you a little while but it's something you guys could probably science together. Cool. I'll collect the data for, for further study. Assuming that they they actually accumulate in a way that would be a wormhole, yeah. That's something that you could certainly uh sure. we could certainly science out. That's two. Three more. I guess that's actually technically only one, so four more. Does is there any man-made objects? in in the area um you are getting signatures of duranium uh scattered throughout portions mm -hmm. of the nebula it's a pretty big nebula it's 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 massive um but yes there are parts where you are you can there are bits of duranium type hull type platings that's the material that's used obviously in federation and a lot of alpha quadrant hulls captain this is interesting i'm detecting your duranium uh, in 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 the maelstrom. Well, if there is a wormhole between Bajoran space, Dominion, uh, Cardassian space, and uh, and here, that would make sense. A lot of Alpha Beta Quadrant ships use duranium. I'm sure we're not the only ones. If you can find a sizable quantity, we should check it out. See if there's any debris. Hi, hi. Uh, let me collate some data. Uh, are there any of the duranium uh, deposits, um, for lack of a better word, in the safe zone no. of the Maelstrom? Uh, okay, what is the biggest one in the non-safe? Um, there's one that's, 
Um, there's a fairly decent collection. Uh, if you had to guess, it's probably the remnants of a scale five ship, maybe a scale four ship. Could we send a shuttle pod? You could, sure. You'd have to, I mean, any ship you send in there is going to be at risk. Uh, the, the shuttle pods are not necessarily at more risk than the Europa is, um, although the Europa has more powerful shields. Um, but yeah, you mm-hmm. could. As long as you're careful, you could you could take a shuttle craft in, yeah. So the so the not safe zone isn't necessarily it's going to destroy the Europa. It's just going to be correct. Dangerous. It's anything that's in the quote unquote unsafe zone is once you're inside the nebula, you've got okay. eddies, currents, and like you've got the particles you got to deal with, and your shields and phasers will be at a lower. Um, but would a shuttle pod be better at navigating those? Probably, things? as long as it doesn't run into anything significant, which so far you haven't detected anything significant. Like there aren't any. Um, there are plasma storms. That was something you probably would detect in there. There are many plasma storms within the nebula. Um, so as long as you didn't get caught in a plasma nebula or plasma storm, you'd probably be all right. Would we get, speaking mechanically, would we get advantage if we used this? You would not get disadvantage is, is the key. You would, you would not get advantage, but yes, you would get advantage because it would negate the disadvantage. That makes sense. Okay. So there would be, but there would be no plus to us. No plus, but. If, beyond, right, but if you take in the Europa, you're yeah, at negative. Us, so, yeah, beyond beyond us putting less people at risk. Right, that's an that's obvious, obvious plus. plus. But if uh, you just kill off like three or four tongs, you're you know, <laughs> yeah, um, we just have a so warehouse of tongs. Uh, are there any signs of planetoids in the uh, in the uh, the 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 maelstrom um there are large asteroids but nothing that would count as a planetoid um there are a few like giant collections of dust and and particles that will probably eventually be a star um but nothing that is like a coalesced planetoid okay and remind me, the Maelstrom, is it the center of this over M-class populated star cluster, or is it? It is, it is more or less the center, yes. Okay. Is there evidence that this nebula is in any way artificial or artificially augmented? If there's anything non-natural about it. Um, that's a really good question. Um <clears throat> Yes. Um, it is definitively not consistent with nebula that you have seen previously in this region of space. Um, more than that, you would have to get into like a deep dive science. But yeah, it definitely there's definitely potential for this to have not been um, natural. Are there any do we detect any leads for us to investigate that further? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, well, I was, I'll have you guys do a, an extended science task on that one. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I think that's the captain's like priority yeah. order, figure out what's going on with that. Okay. Or in more captainy. Speak. Right. <laughs> guys, guys, science, that thing. Guys, figure <laughs> this out. Do the science. What's oh, going on here? Uh, yeah, uh, on. I think you got nebula. I think you have technically have two questions left. If anything else you want to ask. That was a good question. I like that one. 
Okay. I think I'm good. If, okay. Okay, good. I can ask my question. Oh, you could have asked your question before. Don't let me take up all the yeah. questions. It's Just, a curiosity question. I didn't want to waste yeah. it if it if if we had other relevant things. So I waste O'Connor questions all the time. Like, <laughs> O'Connor's been been bouncing at her station. All right, bring it. Well, well, Yesbeth has been giving like all of the pertinent information. Right. Um, knowing what we know about the people's ships and their um their weapon systems and power sources and all that, would their ships, their phasers be as affected as ours or affected? Um, you're no, uh, it, it seems like the technology they're using, one of their people weapons are way less powerful than your guys's anyways. Um, mm-hmm. the, and their shields are less powerful than your guys's, but their, their, their hulls are stronger and they use a lot more projectile weapons, probably largely because of this maelstrom. So they have they have in some ways adapted to being near this thing. Yes, it's basically what you're getting at. I think. So by the very nature of them not relying as much on shields or phaser technology, right. they would perform better Correct. than the maelstrom. Yeah, they don't they don't have the heavy reliance on energy that you guys do. Right. Good thing to squirrel away just in case the. Angry soldiers decide to bump. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, sensors, though, I mean, you don't have a good reading on their sensors, but your sensors, once you go into the maelstrom, will be limited in range. You can only assume that would be true mm-hmm. of anybody's sensors. Like, that is just the nature of right. really any nebula. Yeah. It's all that coffee getting in the way. Yeah. Um, and again, the particles that you guys, you have one more question if you guys want to ask it. The particles that you guys have found in there, the primary particles other than, you know, the normal stuff you find in nebulas, but there's a lot of carnitine particles and there's a lot of um, neutrino particles, which is the stuff that comes from the, uh, that you see around uh, the wormhole. Um, and then there's a lot of other things like there's verterons and stuff like that. So. I didn't do a lot of research as to what particles I actually wanted in there. I just knew those two. <laughs> so, um, what? Uh, go ahead. Let's start a science. Uh, your your primary investigation right now is going to be the uh, the the nature of the nebula, right? That is the the captain's priority. So let's go ahead and start doing a uh, extended science task. Do we want to uh, sort of split the the plot yeah. here? Send in a we tank away team out in a shuttle to collect some of that to check out that that wreck or if it's a wreck. While we do, while the the Europa does a more circumnavigate uh, that extended science test on the nebula as a whole, they could both be to the extended science. That's why the extended scientists are supposed to be multiple multiple checks, multiple avenues of investigation. Sort of, yeah. There's there's a couple different ways you can do them. So there's the the hypothesis and all that stuff t- versions of testing, and then there's the the just collecting data and analyzing it version. Um, oh, so I'm just thinking right? from a narrative from a narrative, yeah, from a narrative so sense. I think going sending a group into the shuttle into the maelstrom to investigate the wreckage and the, the group staying outside is is good. Yes. Oh, are we going to be using the scientific method? I've always wanted to use the scientific method. 
Um, we can, although at the moment you don't have a, it doesn't really look to be the necessity. Um, I do have stuff for that though. Okay. Um, I think it's really fun when you start doing uh, medical checks, med- long extended medical checks that way. So who do you want to go into uh, the maelstrom? Malini Silva will uh, volunteer. Although Chissa should probably do it. She's our small craft pilot. Yeah, I, I was going to su- suggest Jisa. Yeah, send Jisa. Keep Malini on, on con at the helm. Okay, uh, Jisa is the pilot. I'd love to do. I'd love to do just a quick scene with the two of them, where uh, Jissa gets the gets the posting. Just a little, bring back a little bit of the professional rivalry. Sure, let's do. Let, They've kind of gone. We can do that. Let's figure out who else is going first, then we can do that. Sure. Um, yes, yeah, Beth makes some sense. I can see that. I can also see O'Connor. Like uh, one of one of the teams should have O'Connor. One of the teams should have Yesbeth. I'm not sure which one. Should um, be which. This would also be a good spot for Kendall. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. A chance to lead a, a chance to lead a mission. You know. Sure. Sure. Because since she is a command officer, she doesn't technically outrank Jisa, but. Um, this also gives an opportunity to have us have a, you know, whatever we want to do to advance her storyline. Um, who else wants to go? Who do you want to send, uh, Ev? We could send O'Connor. She would begrudgingly go. Well, I mean, she would, she would go as ordered, but she would be sad because she's very excited about her new plans. <laughs> All right. So we got those three going for sure. Um, want to have a scene with uh Gisa and Silva that could be a good it, it sorry it's been a long time I, I I lose a lot of a lot of this on our off weeks I've yeah. said it before um it, Ev do you have characters other than O'Connor and you, you have O'Connor Mills and and, and Dasavi is that all at this point yep yeah okay yeah we might need to get you an engineer <laughs> I mean, Tom, Tom could go. No, I, I don't think we need an engineer for this necessarily, although it wouldn't hurt to have an engineer. Um, but if you're sending Gisa, I don't think you should send Tong. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. One. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think we're good with that. We, we don't see a lot of O'Connor. I think these three are good characters yeah. because we never see these three together. I think we have never seen these three together. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's three personalities that could, it's at least two personalities that could clash pretty easily. <laughs> I mean, oh, so far we've only seen O'Connor poking around plants here and at the right. at, at the fancy right. space station. So I'm not really sure why she's going to check out Duranium shipwreckage, but you know, I mean, she's a science officer. She's not sure. She's either. a science officer, right? Somebody came into the plant room and said, "You are going on the thing." And she said, I, think, I think we ran out of scientists. You're up. Right. <laughs> I think the important thing to remember about Star Trek characters in particular is they're all very well yeah. rounded. Mm-hmm. There's no. You know, there's no officer who just does one thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All right. So um, as the crew, as you guys are getting ready to, to you know, the Tong is prepping your shuttle and everything else, or someone is someone is prepping the shuttle to go. Oh, Jisa prepped right, for the enough. shuttle. Um, the shuttle is being prepped, and uh, this would be a good chance for 
Silva and uh, Gisa to have a, you know, conversation. Well, 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 look who gets to go on a field trip. Flying into gravitational eddies, I wouldn't call it a joyride. Well, I would, but you, most people would. I mean, you and I have the same opinion about that, I think. But uh, I'll tell you, ever since they put me on uh, con duty, it's been a laugh a minute. Uh, I feel like I never get to, you know, push things. How about you? Uh, finally, finally, finally uh, putting you behind the, 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 the slow cantankerous shuttles uh, instead of your fighter jets, eh? Still more maneuverable than uh than this behemoth we're flying around in. Uh, so behemoth is a bit of a strong word. Well, when you're used to paradigms. Well, true. But uh well. I guess if they couldn't be in my hands, I guess the shuttle's in the best hands on the ship. I don't know. I think you've been sitting in that cushy chair a little too long. You and I, we, you and I need to need need to do a race, now, and I don't mean on the holodeck. I I mean take those shuttle, take one soon soon enough. We're gonna take those shuttles out, and we're gonna get take a first spin. You and I, we'll settle this. Who's the better pilot? Mm. Well, that'll be a very interesting day, won't it? I'm sure the captain is just aching to give us authorization to take the shuttles out uh, on such an important mission. We could uh, we could pose it as uh, practical field testing. I know. You have a devious mind, Jessa. I like it. <laughs> and, uh, good, uh, good luck out there. Yeah. Yeah, you too. Try not to crash the ship. Oh, I'll try. Perfect. That's a good place to reference. See? I was going to make the mails from a background and have it be a different page, but I don't remember how to do that. So, won't happen today. Uh, how we've got the page at the top, you can do like the, I've got it set up so you guys have like the expanse and the Federation space and all that stuff. Oh, you can you can just drag the picture onto the on yeah, the back. I'll figure it out later. This, this works for now. Do it from the sidebar. Drag the sidebar onto the yeah. thing. Uh, still, I'll worry about. Uh, I'll, I'll worry about it later since we're back to the scene. Um, so, who else is going to be? That, that's who's aboard there, uh, and the Europa is staying. Let me see if I can get uh, Europa. Europa token. Um, and that's everybody else. So, um, divide this up into categories so I know who's where. Yeah. Um, as you make your way into the maelstrom, uh, let's go ahead and give me a piloting roll. Uh, difficulty is going to be three. And I'm going to spend one, two, three to up the complication range. Mm. Oof. This is for the shuttle. This is for the shuttle. Yep. Okay. 
And this is a Type 9 shuttle that you guys are using unless you want to. I think it's just the route. No, it's the route to go. We never see those things. Let's see one. Well, unless the two of you want to squeeze in the backseat of this paradigm. <laughs> uh okay daring con yep that'll work okay uh let's see it's been so long since i've done anything with gsa i want to make sure i have uh have all their different numbers and qualities matched up uh okay this is not a fighter craft she does not have that focus uh i don't think warp fields or electronic warfare is really going to do us any good here uh and uh i have precision advantage but uh hopefully we're not coming under fire so i think this is just gonna be a straight roll can kendall hop in the co-pilot seat and do yeah. assist? um i don't have the stats for the ship in front of me they're not they're not correctly entered into the system into the software here so do that now but yeah um type seven Uh, you increased the complication range. I upped what? it by three, so it should be 17, 18, 19, no, 18, 19, 20. Seven, no, 17, 18, 19, 20, because it's 20 by, by default. So complication range would be four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's the difficulty? difficulty? Three. Okay. So we got me, we got uh, Kendall. And does the ship itself roll, or is that just any? Um, the no. ship should be able to roll. Yeah, I just I'm putting the stats in right now. Okay. okay. Uh, you know what? It's more fun to have complications anyway, and we have we have. Uh, I think. What are they called in this game? Momentum. We have momentum. You don't currently have any, but yes, that's a thing that the game has. <laughs> oh, we. we oh, you have two. I'm sorry, you have two. Oh, well, all right. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and use one of those. Sorry, ignore that. Uh, daring con three dice, no focus, unfortunately. Go. All right. Uh, if you can give me the generic values, Jeff, I can just roll. I've got a die roller that just lets you. Uh, hang on, I got them in there. Just I'll have them in there just a second. Uh, okay, they should be in there now. At least the base ones are in there. So on the Type Nine shuttle. Gotcha. And you used a momentum. I have the, the the stats in the Europa series Bible. I just didn't have them in the oh, no software. No um, engines for this. The engines on this thing are seven. And then can Kindle assist with command, or shall I also do piloting? Command. Okay. So Kendall will uh, uh, give you know give give a little bit of guidance. Uh, she's overall going to let uh, Jessica do her thing, but she'll keep an eye out on the gauges and stuff and say uh, we're looking a little drafty on the on the start. Turn left, turn left, turn left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, I'll do insight since. Sounds like what I'm doing. I did not focus. All right. So you guys have one momentum. Uh, you succeeded and gained one momentum. Cool. All right. 
Um, you know that as you're piloting into this, into the, uh, unless you want to use that momentum for flare or something along those lines, um, you are, uh, you need to spend a momentum for, you can, flare? yep, to do something with more style. Actually, yeah. yeah. I, I was I, since I was using daring instead of control. I figured Jisa already has her own flair. Yes, uh, it's just a, a matter of you know changing the description a little bit. But um, what you note is that uh, one, you're 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 flying pretty uh, pretty hard. Um, I imagine you're doing safely, but pretty hard. Uh, but you you notice that there's actually a lot of pull in this in in the uh, the nebula. There's a lot of currents and eddies and. Um, it's not just difficult to maintain forward, forward or, you know, the, uh, the, the two-dimensional plane that you're traveling on, but you're actually, from time to time, being dropped, you know, half a kilometer up or down um, due to the eddies that are there. You're doing a good job of maintaining it. Like, the ship's, it's a rough ride, but it's not, like, you've, you've clearly done a good job of staying away from some of the bigger um, shearing forces. Um, Damn, these things are a lot heavier than the fighters. Um, sorry. <laughs> Trying to log into my. There seems to be some creature in <laughs> yeah. the hall. <laughs> There's something. On something the wing. on the wing. No, I was trying to log into my Adobe so I could have my cheat sheet up, and uh, my wife has decided that she needed to use Adobe earlier today, so I'm logged out of it. Let me log back in real quick here. Um, all right. Um. So you guys are making your way through the nebula towards the eddy, uh, not the eddy, towards the, the debris. Um, O'Connor, running your sensors and whatnot, you'll note that uh, accumulating on the hull of the shuttlecraft are, uh, in fact, uh, the chronotons and verterons that are, that are there. Um, not particularly dangerous at the levels they are right now, but it's, some, it's certainly something to be aware of going forward. Um, Verderons can cause instability in the warped nacelles. So. Chronotons can send you back to the 19th. They can, in fact, do that, and I've thought about it. <laughs> oh, no, you have no idea, thanks to our other Star Trek game, how far up into my throat my, my heart left to think that there's chronotons. Oh, <laughs> not more. No. No. Yep. Yep. Um, I love time travel. I know it's cliche, but I love time travel. Uh, uh, no, I love it. Is, is that something we can cycle the shields to help push those particles off? Uh, it would. You would. Yep. You can do like occasional uh, like purges and whatnot. But as long as you're in here, they're going to accumulate to some level. It's just there's just too many not to. Um, yeah. But again, they're not at dangerous levels at the moment. And that's back to the 1970s. Um, all the TV shows are set in the 1970s right now. I so I totally could. Um, <laughs> I can't get this to load. Load the file. No, no fancy hat is going to have a have an endorsement. <laughs> in the 1970s America. Uh, who's that you're going to back to Earth? Eight. Um, we'll go to that, the 1870s. Yeah. Which a nice big hat. It doesn't help the blue. Um, it's just very cold it's outside. Like you've got a <laughs> strange form of syphilis. Everybody yeah. had it. I'm an, al- sure. too much I'm an albino. Leave me alone. Um, 
So, Very cool, out, yeah. You so you make it towards the where the geranium hole, uh, where the geranium deposit for like a better term is and uh it becomes very apparent that this is actually uh a number of different types of dura- like it's it's not just a single ship that is definitely debris of a ship but it is not a single ship it is probably at least three um and we can come back to that in a second you guys can do some science rolls over there in a minute in the meantime on the europa um we were going to do a, a, a deeper dive science role into the origins of the maelstrom. Um, so go ahead and uh, assemble your sci- your sciencing team for that. I don't know who you guys want to use. I'm guessing Yezabeth. Yep. Um, who else would you think would be efficient at this? We definitely recruit an engineer since we think that there might be somebody somebody would have had to create a contraption of some kind to do this. So that would be a tong since uh Kostra is your other option and you're that guy, so and if anyone. I mean it wouldn't hurt to bring the XO into this. You know. Uh she's not exactly specialized for it but uh you know this is star trek people are good at many things okay plus it gives someone a chance for a chance to be in the scene um on the bridge or not go ahead and do uh, a roll uh your difficulty is going to be two no your difficulty is going to be i'm going to raise that spend this and this and i'm gonna make the difficulty Five, four. I'll make typically four. Let me write this down. So, how are you doing increasing the difficulty on extended tasks? Because the way I always did it is you only increase it for that individual role, or, or are you applying it to all roles against that? Difficulty? Um, considering the 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 amount of the heavy load of what you're doing, it really should be around five i i spent the the momentum momentum the the threat on it which i'm not really sure you need to do for extended task but the difficulty should be at least um probably a f- four or a five for it anyways i don't want to make the work too long okay. i don't want it to take forever i don't want to be a ton of roll so i'd rather have a higher difficulty and lower work um plus you guys have means of lowering your difficulty so um yeah, that's true. I do have uh, Nikitan, uh, which uh, if uh, do. I suppose I could res- do it as a resistance instead, but let's do that. Let's make it a difficulty of three with a resistance of two, which is. Uh, Tong does have intense scrutiny, so whenever I succeed on a task using reason or control, as part of an extended task, I may ignore up to two resistance for every effect. Mm, there you rolled. go. Um, yeah, my my thing just gives me extra uh, effect or extra successes uh, for every effect I roll. Um, okay, let's do this then. We'll make the difficulty thir- we'll make difficulty three. Work is going to be in that case fifteen resistance of two, magnitude of two, uh, magnitude of three. So you only got to get three magnitude. <laughs> You can go ahead and use a, those uh, 
uh, those threat to increase the difficulty for my roll. Yeah, I can do that. Um, so the first roll will be difficulty five. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so uh, Jezebeth is going to um, rack her brain uh, to try to figure this out. Uh, she's, I would like, she's going to be uh, thinking about it and she's going to be standing in the stance that Jorad would often take when he was uh, intense thinking. In fact, I'm sure if Tasavi looks at Jezebeth, she can probably see the resemblance in terms of stature. Uh, and I would like to use my joint ability to tag uh, Jorad to gain an advantage okay. on this. So difficulty goes on a four. Well, technically, um, my roll goes up by one, but yeah, basically, um, I would I would like to use a momentum on this. Do, do does my uh, does my sensors roll uh, apply to this? Yeah, my sensors yeah. focus. Yeah. Okay. That is three. Does the ship also assist? Yes. On okay. I keep forgetting about this, but my operations manager, uh, uh, the character generates one bonus momentum, which can only be used for uh, obtaining information, um, but if assisted by the ship, but uh, I'll go ahead and uh, science sensors, you think? Yes. All right. That is four, uh, plus my advantage of one, so five. Five successes. So you succeed by by one, um, for lack of better. Um, better application so of the rules. So yes, now you roll your yeah. skill in D6s. Plus two, I believe. It's D6 plus yes. two, I believe. Yeah, skill. Yeah. Skill plus two. Yes. Uh, each of those effects counts as another success. Uh, so that is nine. Uh, That's a lot. <laughs> um, Tong was assisting, correct? Go ahead and make the assist roll because that applies to this. Uh, that is one die, right? Yes. Okay, but then then your values and stuff apply to your uh, not your values, but your your talents and stuff would apply to. So you do re- you reduce the resistance once okay. if you succeed. I will say I will say. Do you want him to assist on this roll, or do you want him to do his own roll as part of the extended task? Uh, it doesn't matter. You guys can make an assist roll this time, and then you guys can switch whose role who who the lead is in the next one. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm a little confused as exactly what tongue is contributing to this as to whether it would be reason science or reason engineering. Do we setting up the laboratory? <laughs> um, either thing. So uh, setting up a lab would be a good thing to, to be able to do uh, fine tuning the sensors to make sure that they're getting the, the bands that they need to be in properly. Um, mm-hmm. Rerouting power is always a thing. Uh, also just analyzing yeah. the data from a mechanical standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. We'll uh, we'll go reason and uh, we'll go control and engineering uh, to make sure 
the sensors are working at peak efficiency. Okay. Hooking up more video cards to get a better hash rate. Uh, okay. Mining them bits. Yeah, I don't think any of my focuses really apply, but that talent should come in handy. So if you're that's a one. So that gives you guys two momentum. You have nine work currently, minus two for the re uh, the the resistance. But Tong can reduce the resistance, correct? Oh, you don't. Uh, you didn't roll yes. any effects, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think it applies when you. Assist. Yeah, it won't apply when you assist because you don't get to roll the 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 dice. So still two resistance. Right. This roll. Yeah. Um. So that's nine eight seven. Um seven work which is a, a, a crazy ton of a ton of work um that's at least over five so that's one magnitude you got two momentum, and you have two right? momentum that you can use to do what you want with we could use one for piercing and one for work and that would be 10 right uh it would be yes yeah let's do that i also get a bonus momentum that i can only use for obtain information uh I would like to obtain the information of when these chronotons, or not, not chronotons. Uh, the neutrinos? No. Uh, maybe, yeah. When was the last time they were they were used? Is, does it look like? Does it look like whatever caused this is still gotcha. The decay rate is what you're looking for. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, you note that there are a couple of different rates of decay on the neutrinos. Um, the most recent neutrinos appears to be maybe um, within the last probably 48 hours or so. But neutrinos are, are, are mm. fairly unstable to begin with, so they really don't last long. Like the longest you generally can detect neutrinos is only probably about a week anyways. So any neutrinos in the system are significant. Looks like whatever is spitting out these neutrinos might still be active. This could mean that this isn't a an origin story. It's a it's an ongoing project. Um, how many uh, milestones do we get? We have, um, you have two most two milestones currently, because uh, you got ten total. So I just, I'll give you two for that. You are at five more for the work track. Okay, great. I am done. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you're tinkering around and, and doing all of that. Um, anybody else have anything they want to do board ship? Um, this is a good time for any downtime scenes that people want to do any between time scenes, um, for characters that are not currently doing these two work tracks. So if you guys have anything for the captain to do or Dasavi to do or Kostra or Koba or SSH or anybody else, um, now is a good time to have something like that come up. C plot. Dasavi does need to talk to, um, Foxwell about no. apparently apparently Foxwell's um, picture has disappeared. Uh, like him anyway, it's fine. He can He must have deleted it from his roll twenty. It saved per player, not gotcha. for the campaign. Or did he actually ever right. exist? <laughs> Eva created him just to fool us into thinking that she was being deleted so that we would <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he he left. No, he didn't. Never mind. I think I've still got it. 
I, I can always find another one. It doesn't much matter what the guy looked like before. He's been recast, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, actually, that might be um, mono. I think we may have gone past that point. Yeah, his is like the only one I don't have. Bummer. Past the point for what? For what do you want? What do you want to talk to him? So the note that I had was that uh, probably needed to talk to Foxwell and Ava to make sure that we weren't hacked um, by the people who got into our runabout, but we maybe passed that plot-wise. Ah, it's still a thing you could certainly do. Uh, investigating further as to how they did it, that kind of thing, maybe. Um. Yeah, I don't have a good picture for this guy. Um, so you can find Dr. Foxwell. Uh, he's in the um, library access where he has been all this time, you know, where he spends most of his time. Dr. Foxwell will be a basic NPC for the moment because I don't, I'm not going to load that picture up at the moment. Um, when you come in there, he is actually, uh, uh, he's actually taking parts of, uh, he has several, uh, ice linear chips, um, out on the desk where he, where he, uh, works. Uh, and you can tell what little, you know, about the positronic systems of Eva. They are, um, or not just Eva, but the, the ship as a whole, they are, um, the same kind of chips that they're, they're the same, they're, they're, they're marked with the same numbers that the e, uh, EMH, SSH and holographic interfaces utilize. So it's, he's doing something with either the EMH, the SSH or some kind of holographic interface. So, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Uh, um, uh, please come in. I was eating. I, uh, um, I wasn't expecting you. to disrupt you what are you working on i'm comparing the uh the the, the ssh's um uh, uh core programming code from the mark one uh to what i am currently dubbing the uh Halleron variant um I, i'm trying to find line by line uh where the changes have occurred and what um uh what i as a lack of a term language he's using to uh, create uh, uh variations in his code um i i don't uh, i i am not particularly familiar uh, with the uh, core programming in the ssh uh, uh so i also have the doctor uh, the emh's program here is it is a, a derivative the ssh is a derivative of the emh um and i'm uh, the more that uh, uh, one of these programs is online, the more they alter their own programming, they have the capabilities to create their own systems, um, similar to the way Eva does, but uh, different. And I'm trying to, to determine uh, exactly what uh, uh, changes have been made and how they're being made. Uh, is the SSH's, the, the current version of the SSH does not appear to be uh, using the same um, method of uh, code adaptation that the original SSH, the Mark One, was using, or that the EMH uses. Um, yes. So the SSH did agree to give you access to his system? Uh, 
the system is still completely functional and online. Uh, he is in no way uh, hampered by the research I am currently doing. Uh, these are um, duplicate uh, ice linear chips. Well, it was less a concern of being hampered, it's more a debate as to sentience and whether or not ethically we could just go poking about his brain without permission. <laughs> I know last we talked, he was quite leery about giving you access. I'm glad to hear that he seems to find. Yes. Um, the, the way I, I'm, I'm uh, I understand the concern, Doctor, but he is, um, uh, what we are doing is simply looking at uh, any basic medical file, uh, right? This is the, the, the patient's medical history that I am looking at. It is no different, I think, in my estimation, um, than you reviewing uh, my medical file would be. Um, it is not up to date with the most recent changes of the, of the, of the patient, um, but it is um, essential to understanding the um, uh, health, not only of the uh, patient in this case, but the um, uh, the overall well-being of the ship and its integrity uh, and the biological network and, and uh, uh, positronic network that uh, keeps us all breathing air. Right. Indeed. Uh, so so you are not looking at his current code, simply the code you were able to get access to when he returned. Uh, this is uh, uh, an update from um, prior to our discussion. Hmm. The last viable scan that I had prior to any concerns being raised uh, about um, his uh, uh, misguided belief of sentience. I'm hoping to use his desire to be treated as crew as incentive to gain access to current coding. That is a conversation we need to have the three of us together. Yes, of course. Uh, what can I do for you, though, Doctor, in the meantime? Um, yes, the it would seem that the... Sorry, Ashanti. Oh, I'm sorry, what? I didn't hear... People. Yes, the people, the people. Gained access to our shuttlecraft while it was down on Fairy Bush. Uh, they managed to completely bypass all of our security, including our biometrics. And I wanted to have you and Eva, um, and she looks in the direction of a computer bank, as, as though she were acknowledging Eva in the room, uh, look at both how they managed to bypass our systems and ensure that they didn't leave any presence behind of course um a, a level uh a level uh, i could conduct a level one diagnostic on the on the runabout um, it would take several days uh, uh but certainly we have time i don't think we're really going anywhere i would prioritize uh, searching for potential hacks or bugs first and then look into how they get into our system second. 
better to find that sooner rather than later. Could I have the SSH pop in? Yeah. He's okay. been chastised for that before, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it took the doctor a few scoldings to, uh, to stop doing that. We're in the library, though, not the Savi's office. Yeah, this, this is... This is more aside from his own uh quartermaster office this is probably more or less you know one of his his territory this is eva's primary access point but yes sure yeah this is more eva either way though you can certainly do it uh the ssh hologram turns on i believe such concerns would be best addressed by having an actual security officer capable of thousands of calculations per second on such away missions. I could easily have thwarted such hacking attempts. That is a valid point. Uh. We were just talking about your desire to be treated more as crew yes i can bring up once again that i am being underutilized uh, in the fabrication of bed sheets and isolinear chips it would certainly uh, uh free me up to continue my work here uh and taking uh, the time to just scan uh the ship at a level one diagnostic level um uh, it may go slightly faster if it was uh, uh, done by the ship's computer, yes. The ship's computer with hands. The ship's computer is more limited than I'm used to working with, but I suppose it could suffice. You kind of side eyes, you're like. <laughs> yes. Doesn't say much with uh, Dasavi in the room. He clearly has. Uh, well, Dasavi, you can clearly. T- uh, <laughs> there is a, a bit of a scoff in that brain of his. Um, you're an actual telepath, though, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's his 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 internal thought is um, you are the ship's computer. Whether you don't want to, whether you want to be or not, you 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 run on its processors. It is you are it. But he does not say it out loud. Well, perhaps this would be an opportunity to prove my capability outside of that closet I am being kept in. And perhaps I can uh, further shine light upon the upgrades that I would like to make to the ship's computer and the hardware capabilities of this ship. Why don't we chat while you work? Certainly. I am quite capable of multitasking, far better than you organics. Undoubted. Excellent. I will get back to my work then. Um, If you don't mind, any kind of gestures for you to leave the room? Carry on. Go down to the shuttle bay where the shuttle in question is. I presume that is where he's going to rematerialize. I would assume. 
Um, you get to the SHU gets can get to work immediately, but uh, after a few minutes, the uh, the doctor does arrive to continue that conversation. Um, let's go ahead and uh, flash back and come back to this conversation shortly. Um, let's go back to the um, the maelstrom, the the shuttlecraft. Uh, so as you determined before, there were, uh, it would appears on a, just a cursory glance that there are multiple, there's too much debris here for a single, uh, excuse me, a single vessel. Um, even at, uh, scale three. So this is whatever the debris is there. There's definitely more of it there than you thought. Um, you guys can either make a science rule. You guys can make a science rule. Pretty much the way to go there. I think. Sounds like O'Connor. All right, kids, I got you here. Have fun with the sensors. She leans back and kicks her feet up on the uh, uh, the turned off control pad. <laughs> I think I uh, Kendall will like lean in and she's obviously trying to like learn from you. Yeah. Are you having trouble? If you double click on on if you double click on the little chat thingy to get over to dice roll, it pops it out. And it can't pop the window back. Oh yeah, I guess it does. Yeah, pain in my fucking. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know how to get it back. <laughs> no, it just doesn't. It just doesn't. How you get it back is close it and open again. That's true. You have to refresh. Yeah, that's an oversight. You have to. Yeah, you have to refresh the whole screen, eh? Yeah. Well, right. I don't know. I, I am just sciencing. This is not part of the work track, correct? Correct. Yeah, that's a that's a different group altogether. All right. Make sure. Um, so as Kendall is leaning in, O'Connor is tenses up. And having her so so close to her, but is trying to focus in on what she's what she's doing. Okay. Uh, your difficulty is two. It's, well, that's what I got. Okay. Plus whatever the ship rolls. Uh, who wants to roll for the ship? Uh, if Kendall is also helping, I can roll the ship. Yeah, I'll roll to assist. So that's a uh, type nine. Yeah. Sensor science? Yes. Or sensors engineering. Sorry, Brian. What's that, Brian? I was just I was just saying, I think Kendall's going to try to assist with science of the notion of the wire. So. Still got a success. 
So that gives you guys three momentum. Uh, three gives you one momentum. Gives you three total. Um, and what's the ship get? Uh, would this be sensor science or sensor engineering? Since this is ship analysis, I think engineering probably works. Uh, and I think that fits because Chisa does have much better. I mean, I know it's the ship doing it, but Chisa's probably, you know, present some sure. guns. Uh, she has some engineering know-how. Uh, okay, cool. Another one from the ship. Okay, so you have, uh, you succeed plus two momentum. So the first thing you get is that uh, it is clearly three different kinds of ships. Uh, one appears to be a Federation ship. One appears to be a Dominion ship, and one appears to be a, a Cardassian ship. By Dominion ship, you mean a Jem'Hadar, a, a Jem'Hadar yeah. attack yes. ship. So, with that, uh, you guys have two questions. Is there evidence of uh, combat? Yes. Is there yep there is definitely carbon scoring and damage phaser damage on the ships although it doesn't you can tell pretty clearly that it is not what destroyed any of the ships um you can tell it appears to be mostly shearing damage that destroyed the ships so they were torn apart by something One more question. Um, if no one has anything else, uh, I think it could be prudent to see if we can get the identity of the Federation ship. Yeah. That's a okay. good call. Um, you can. Give me one second. As I have it listed in season one. Uh, if I can figure out where I put it in season one. The USS uh, Bellerophon. Hmm. Bellerophon? Mm -hmm. We did hear that it went missing. Yep. The two ships that you guys had known went missing earlier were the USS Magellan and the USS Bellerophon. We found the Magellan with the Klingons, right? I don't remember call you guys finding the Magellan yet. Oh. We thought it might have been the Klingons. What sorts of things would O'Connor know of anyway that would cause that sort of shearing damage? Um, heavy gravitational forces, um, most likely. So getting way too close to a sun or a black hole or something along those lines. Um, it has been noted in the past that some wormholes can exhibit similar gravitational forces depending on how they're created, like not how they're created, but like where wormholes are very very different depending on how they're created or what they're you know what they're doing um and they're pretty rare but they can 
they certainly can have that level of gravitational pull. Uh, in my notes from the from our fourth game, uh, I believe it is. Uh, yes, I have in my notes. Several years ago, the Bellerathon was dragged into an alternate dimension and hasn't been seen from Correct. since. That was not the oh, same yeah. episode where we found Sad Eva, right? No, no, no. Okay, we found ourselves there. Yeah, that that was pretty much. I think that was before we even arrived at. Um, at I believe so. It was background information that you guys had gotten early on. Yeah. Because that was by the fourth episode, by the fourth session, you mean like we were still, I think we were still doing the Bajor stuff. Yeah. Uh, my first note is that it was going to take 65 days to get to um, Narendra. So we were en route right. at that point. So it, it wasn't it wasn't an actionable plot that we've engaged Correct. with before. It was pre-game right. information and very little pre-game information. Correct. Cool, cool. Yeah, this is the first follow-up you've had on on the Bellerophon. Uh What do we know about the... I assume this isn't a question because we can look this up in our database. What kind of ship was the Bellerophon? What was the crew? What was it, its, its mission? Where was it posted? Let me go by notes. I have that too. I should have looked this up earlier. I wasn't really sure what we we're doing today. So He's looking. What's that? I was going to say, well, well, Jeff is looking all that up. Um, Okada will be pointing things out to Kendall uh, here. I feel like here we are able to piece together the identification code of the ship. Um, and see here and here, that tells us that these ships were torn apart. You see, you can see the, the, the story, but it wasn't significant enough. Are we... Are we able to tell if they were blown up before or after they wound up here? Um, the Bellerophon was an intrepid. This version of the one, because the last one before that was a nebula that was destroyed at Wolf 359. So this is the replacement for that, and it was uh, an intrepid. Were they engaged in the Dominion War? Um what, what they probably mission? were. Their mission when they were lost was, um, uh, I mean, everything, everybody's mission during that time was fighting, but they were, they were still primary right. exploration. More, more like posting. Where, where um, were they? They were lost, um, uh, just reaching into the, the, the early stages of the expanse. Um, so like they were out here, but they were, um, like on the edge of the Klingon uh, Romulan divide. So they were nowhere near. They were nowhere near Dominion space and they were lost. They were stationed out here. So they. Yeah, not this far out, but yeah, they were definitely near the expanse when, when they were lost. Yeah. As was the Magellan. Oh no. Sorry. The Magellan was lost. Yeah, it was lost out here too. Come to think of it. Sorry. Go ahead. I think Kendall's going to say, Look, I'm not sure if I have the right to say command decisions, but I think we should find try and find it, the sensor logs. Uh, there's got to be some kind of uh, 
system that might still be intact. If we can find that, we can get a lot more information. I'd agree. The black box That's has cool. to be around somewhere. And uh, if the sensors on this slug are good enough, maybe we can find uh, the, the nameplate of the ship, something to bring back. Crew deserves that much. All right. Well, let's make it happen, Lieutenant Shadi. Aye, aye, Ensign. Uh, okay, you guys are doing a search for that. I'm not going to make your roll. Did you? I think you have one more questions left. Uh, yeah, did we find the black box? Uh, I'm not going to make your roll for it. I'll get to it uh, in the next go round on the scene. But if you guys had any other questions you wanted to ask prior to finding the black box, uh, well, since we know the Bellerathon wasn't engaged in the Dominion mm-hmm. front and it was lost out here, and yet there are two Dominion ships here, or at least Dominion and Cardassian right. ship, uh, uh, Dominion and Cardassian ship. Uh, can we see, especially since there's chronotons bouncing about, can we see if there's uh, what the temporal displacement uh, was as far as when the Bellerathon showed up here and when the Dominion ships showed up here, if they showed up at the same time, if they showed up at different okay. times. Yes. Um, they all appeared roughly the same time or within a few seconds of each other. However, the Cardassian ship is way, way, way older. Like, um, pre-occupation of Bajor old. Wow. That's like 300 years ago. No, it's not that long. No, no, that that was it, like six. They, uh, Bajor was. Uh, yeah, they they occupied Bajor for about about fifty yeah. years. So yeah. So it is a much older Cardassian model. the 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 Dominion warship and the Bellerophon are much more modern. Um, the Bellerophon being produced in the last ten to fifteen years. Uh, since Wolf three five nine, I mean the. I don't remember what year the the Voyager launched, but Voyager was the second Intrepid. So it's after that. Um, Is there a way to tell um, either by general knowledge or by hands of the ship did the Cardassian ship, is it just an older ship that's still in service or is it a displaced ship no it is definitely it is not the kind of ship that they did not serve during the dominion war the ship did not okay so, so these these three ships uh i i'd i'd imagine that Giza is something of a of a of a starship buff sure. obviously have little little collect little uh you know build your own ship collector things um she'll she'll point out yeah it looks like these three ships were pulled from three different points in space and time I don't know much about wormholes, but aren't they supposed to be one way? Point A to point B? Yes, but we've got evidence that this is created or influenced somehow unnaturally. Whether whether someone was out here mucking about with something they shouldn't have and accidentally did this, or whether it was intentional in some sort of experiment or strategy. Well, you big brains can muddle that around when we get back to the ship. Let's not hang out here longer than we need to. Speaking of the ship, go ahead. We'll make sure we get those logs. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the ship, we head back to the Europa. And we can go ahead and do uh, anything else you guys want to do on Europa before we get to anything that those three characters want to do before we get to the role. Um, the doctor is no longer there. She's busy doing other stuff. So it's just uh, Elizabeth and Tong at the moment. <clears throat> Any conversation you guys want to have prior to your next role? Um, otherwise, you can go ahead and make the Tong can Tong can lead the role. I'm just saying I would love to have some personal interaction between these two. I'm not sure what it could be about, though. Um, Hasn't one of you been on a date recently? The other one could ask about that. <laughs> that is true. Uh, Tong is probably very clearly nervous working with Paige. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. Yeah. I think Yezabeth would pick up on that. Uh, you know, uh, I can can talk describe something nervous that Tom's doing. Uh, I mean, I I think Tom's really hyper focused on his fine tuning. Like you you would you would notice because uh, Yesbeth does have both science and some engineering knowledge, especially with Paige in there now. Uh, He's being way too meticulous about micro adjustments. Tom, calm down. You're you're more nervous than my second husband. You you've been ma- right, right. Uh, uh, of course. Uh, I just I just want to make sure uh, everything's working in in proper order. Got it. Uh, ship shape and all that. Okay. Uh, if if you're sure, you seem a little. I don't know. Uh, uh, not at ease. Let me put it that way. Uh, uh, no, sir. Uh, uh, Ensign, uh, right, right at home here in uh, you know, working, working on uh, working, working on the ship. She'll got all my tools. She'll lower her data pad, kind of taking on a more uh, Yezebeth-like body language. And she'll say, it's it's kind of weird, isn't it? Me being Jorad. Is it? Is it? Well, I mean... It should be. I know everybody else thinks that it's weird. I wouldn't blame you for thinking it was weird too. Oh, uh, uh, no, not, uh, not, not, not at all. I, uh, I, I know all of the the, the Federation uh, species have have their own little, um, you know, their 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 physiology being what it is. There's a there's a lot of people that that would say, you know, I'm I'm weird. I I I do I do weird things. Well, sure. I'm not saying that you're. I'm not saying you're trying to throw me out of an airlock or anything. Oh no, no, no of, of course not. Wouldn't wouldn't dream of it. Of course not. Not at all. Not at all. My, my point is just that it's weird for me too. I guess. Oh, I'm 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 I apologize if I'm I'm making you un, uh, uncomfortable. I'll um, I'll see to these sensors. Okay, we can focus on the sensors. I'm good at that. 
Okay. All right, give me the roll. Uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see. Um, uh, okay, I mean, uh, Tong's standard role is going to be uh, control engineering. I suppose this is this is exactly that him micro tuning all of these adjustments because I don't think there's really anything currently that needs an engineering analysis. We haven't found any machinery, right? Anything. Well, we're looking for machinery. We're looking for machinery that could cause this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I suppose we could look at um, we could try to follow the decay rates and the the gravitational. Uh, eddies and, and solar winds and whatnot and see if we could find some sort of uh, epicenter that wouldn't be the natural gravitational epicenter of the nebula uh, indicating some sort of figure how much power it would have taken to cause this and right yeah somebody could get that yeah okay okay yeah we could do that uh you know what in that case it's not as good of a role but that sounds more like reason engineering to me sure sounds sounds good. uh so i'm gonna do that and um, we we get a we get a point of determination for per episode, right? That's how yeah. that works. Uh, I think, given this situation, and since we touched on how nervous he is working with Yesbeth Hage, uh, his his value here is I have to do everything to live up to the confidence others have sure. in me. He 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 needs to show the old captain. Mm-hmm. who who kind of he, he 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 thought he disappointed the captain with the whole secret agent tong thing uh so he needs to show the captain that he's good he, he's worth it here um so I, I know there's other things we can do with it but the most simple one is just buying a a, a crit, yeah. right yeah so we'll, your, we'll go with that one of your dice becomes a crit so you roll one less die cover it's a crit all right uh, I don't think I have any focuses that are going to make sense. And since I'm uh, buying a crit, I'm, I'm not going to spend any momentum. So I will roll. It's my reason engine. how you generate momentum. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the difficulty? Uh, difficulty is three. Oh, no, wait. We're still on. Yeah, we're on the, the test. Difficulty is three. Yeah. Difficulty yep. three. Uh, normal complication yes. range. And what momentum do we One. have? Two? One. Okay. And for some reason, the chips don't update on at least my side. Oh, really? I see two momentum and two threat on this little box. Oh, here. you're looking at the you're looking at the card deck. Look at the bot- the bottom left of the board. This thing here I'm moving around. Oh, that okay. That was that was below my uh that was below my scroll. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, sure. Let's throw that in there. See if we can generate some more. It's on my screen because I have a 4K, you know, using 4K, so I've got a lot of room. Yes. And the, uh, three hits plus the two from. Uh, and the oh, ship will oh also God. count. That's a complication. Oh no! So you got three successes. The ship, or uh, Brian, Yezabeth uh, gave a complication. I did. And then the ship can assist. Good job, 
Um, sensor signs. Yeah. yeah. One success. Right. I believe that is six right. total. Um, you get two for something. What were the other two you get for? The determination. Oh, the determination. Yeah, determination. yeah. Um. So six total. Yes, correct. Um. Although you should have rolled one less, one fewer dice because one of them was an automatic critical, so it would have been. Five I thought total. I was under the impression. I thought that when you roll, when you spent the momentum, you actually got an additional die that was counted as a one or counted as having rolled a one. That's how I've always done it. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'll, yeah. I'll gain a bonus d twenty that has rolled a one. Oh gosh. So. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So I, I have my my two normal dice. I bought an extra dice. I rolled a success success on all three. I bought the other two with determination. Right. So you got six six total. So uh, yeah. that is three over what you need. Go ahead and roll your uh, the skill plus two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is engineering plus two. Uh, there's a button for this, isn't there? Yes. Challenge dice. Yes. Uh, engineering five plus two is seven. That you have to do it again. Did it? Yeah, you just have to do it again. Okay. Yeah, that's an error with the coding on roll twenty. Two, four, five, six, and then you can use your momentum, or you can use one of those effects to reduce the resistance, right? Uh, I have my talent intense scrutiny. Uh, so I can use an effect to ignore up to two resistance yep. for every, I don't have to use the effect. It's you. Uh, well, it says you may ignore up to two resistance for every effect rolled. Does that use the, effect it does use the effect, or, yes. but I mean, you still get a okay. one. It still counts as a one. It's a, an effect is a, a one roll as a, is you roll a one on the die and you get an effect. So it's two different. You don't, you're not, ex, okay. you're not losing the one to be able to get the effect. That makes sense. So gotcha. you'd still have gotcha. two, four, five, six, and you have the effect you can use. So you can reduce the resistance by two, which it is two, um, using your effect. The other effect doesn't do anything. Um, just gets lost. Uh, yeah, we we netted three successes there, right? So three momentum gained back. Uh, yes, or you can use them for other things if you want to. Um, right. You can, do, you can do extra work to and you, that's not extra dice that's just extra work done yes uh yeah one for one or i believe you can spend one point of momentum to re-roll and i could re-roll those three dice that didn't you could anything yep yeah yeah uh what else do you do with effects uh progression the character makes an additional x work for each effect rolled so I'm using one effect to to negate the resistance. I can spend another effect. Um, would that would that give me an extra work or two work because I rolled two effects? I'm not sure where you saw that. I, I don't know. Effects don't normally apply to work. That's uh, page ninety one. Uh, extended tasks and effects progression X. The character makes an additional X work for each. Right. Effect. You have to have the progression thing for that to apply much like having the the, the yeah. voracious or anything like that on the weapon on the effect you have to have that ability that effect to be able to do that um which you don't you don't have that so oh how do you i'll ask yeah. that later okay never mind. certain things like uh, certain items and stuff can give you that 
Uh, okay, so we're sitting at six Correct. work right now, which goes straight through the Correct. resistance. Okay. Um, I don't think there's any reason to use the momentum because I'm not going to be able to get four more. Right. Well, you only need five anyway, so. Yeah. You get five. It, just the difference between going from five to ten. Right. So we could get that extra. Right. Worth. So you've. But I don't, I don't think. Yeah, you've got it anyways, because you, you, you've gotten five, like as a breakthrough and you've reached the work track level end. That also gives you one. So oh, okay. you'd have two, you only needed one. So you'll have a magnitude of four when you only need a magnitude of three. Okay. We can bank those momentum then. Two and three. All right. Um, what you find is that um, indeed this is a, a uh, unnatural creation. However, it does appear that it was not created with intention. Um, you determine, you, you find a lot of evidence um, to confidently state this is probably the result of an explosion of a massive um, machine energy source of some variety. Uh, the creation with decay and all the other things you've determined dates back to right around the same time that the Halloran station would have been abandoned. Um, given everything else that you've got here, you, it's probably a pretty safe bet that this was in whatever, whatever was destroyed. It's intention was probably to ref, uh, it, it's hard to determine for sure, but given the nature of what is going on here, uh, it is probably some kind of massive, extremely powerful terraforming device, probably, or something along those lines. Maybe it creates planets. It's hard to say. Maybe it just um, changes planets, but it definitely was larger, much, much larger than the largest planet in the area. Um, and the amount of energy and power that was required to be able to do this, I mean, it, it spread this this. Uh, this maelstrom over a very large section of space. The first person who says Genesis device has to say it like the alien in the, in the canteen. Yeah. Genesis device? Yes, it's like that, only way bigger. <laughs> way bigger. Okay. Um, is there... I don't know where we are as far as questions, but I'm going to ask it. And you can tell me if you're, you'll answer. Uh, is there any evidence that this is the epicenter of the effect and all of the way more populous M-class, L-class, whatever they are, habitable worlds is the is the result of whatever this was? Uh, it's a safe assumption. Yeah. Okay. Without rolling, without spending a die, that's, without spending a momentum, that's a... Yeah, that, that was... That was me going, taking the... Yeah, that's a, that's a safe assumption. Um, yeah. Uh, although, again, uh, one thing that you noted from before is that these worlds and these systems are actually much closer together than most systems would be. Like, they are, an un, they are unusually yeah. close together, and then there are an unusual number of planets inside of them that are... Yeah. yeah. The whole cluster seems Correct. artificial. Can we find any physical evidence of this? Can we 
pinpoint debris from that initial device? Not any debris. It's mostly the energy signatures and the types of energies and types of particles and stuff that are in the system, in, in the maelstrom itself. Um, there are traces of similar materials to that of the Halloran station, but um, they're so finite and so small. Like they've obviously been going through whatever this maelstrom does for an extremely long time. So just to check with the, with the, uh, with the success of our, mm-hmm. our role, we uncovered that it, it is in fact yes. artificial. Artificial, but, but not okay. intentional. Accidental. Accidentally artificial. Gotcha. Uh, uh, did we determine yeah, it is, it, uh, how old Halloran station was? So, go ahead. Um, we did. I'd have to look it up again, but it's, um, it, was around the same time as the Iconians, if not before. And does this date back to around the this same time? This appears to have been formed around the same time as the Halloran station became abandoned. Gotcha. Well, uh, maybe this was attempt number two. Um, uh, Elizabeth will put her hand on uh, Tong's shoulder and say, good work. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, very, very, very uh, uh, fa- fascinating, fascinating readings we have uh, we have here. Yeah, the captain's going to be thrilled. <gasps> yeah, right. Uh, right. Yeah, uh, I, I should get on uh, my my report then. But while well, it's all still fresh, um, I would like to do a. I don't know if a role would be appropriate, but I would like for Yezabeth to try to be able to figure out that he's looking for Jorad's approval as well. Do you think that's something I'd be able to glean from Tong? Um, There's really two possibilities, I think, that you could go with. I mean, one, Tong saw the captain die, and two, well, there's, I guess there's three. Tong's never been that comfortable around Yezabeth anyways. Or no, I guess he was before, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, they 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 were they were more or less okay. They were trying to form a, right. A friendship. So that's kind of changed a little bit. So the, there's definitely something has changed. Definitely since a change then. from how we used to interact. So you could definitely associate. I think I think it would be a safe assumption that it has something to do with Hage. Either the fact that Hage, I mean, Tong basically watched Hage die, uh, or possibly the approval thing because Tong does t- kind of seek the approval of others. Um, might not be able to tie it back to anything specific like uh, his secret agenting or anything like that, but there's certainly some kind of connection to Hage. I think that would be pretty easy to glean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hage is the new variable. That that would be fairly. I mean, he 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 did slip up and say "sir," and then quickly yeah. re- uh, corrected back to Ensign. So I, I, I think Elizabeth, being as smart as she is, could could figure out that Hage is the yeah. new variable here. I was asking specifically, yeah, but I was looking specifically to to know that he wants Hage's um because you mentioned that right. Probably not. Uh, I would I would say with the saying "sir" and stuff like that, it's possible. I I would say if you want to do it, I would it would be probably an insight role, um, and it might. It might I be empathy. a. I have empathy as a focus. You have what? So, uh, I have empathy okay. as a focus, so that could uh, be a good time to um, that. Out. I would say that if if Tong is trying to keep it secret, it would be an opposed role. Um, uh, 
and, and opposed, say, command. Presence. I would say probably command presence or control. Like whopping score of eight right? total. Uh, or a control command would also like. Oh, no, he'd be too yeah. good at that. Now we're going to go. That's where presence. Could <laughs> um, I do? Could I do insight? Yeah. Since I'm trying to get yeah. inside. So we'll go ahead and make that an opposed roll. Uh, difficulty okay. is two, just because that's the base difficulty of anything. Um, so if you don't get at least two, you can't succeed, but then it's whoever gets the higher. Uh, so two. Uh, All, right. All right. So you, you definitely get that it's hage is the variable, but you didn't really sort out that that's the reason, the exact reason, but you're getting there. Like it's, you know. Okay. Fair enough. Right. He, he could just be uncomfortable that you know, it's a weird trill thing. He doesn't know who he's talking yeah. to. Uh, th- there's a number of things that could be other than seeking right. approval. Okay. So then instead of that, what you'll, what you'll say is, so do you want to present this to the captain or shall I? Uh, right. Uh, how would, how would that, uh, well, I, I, I suppose you, uh, you, you, you are, you, you are, uh, an, an, an ensign. And uh, I'm uh, I, I'm a lieutenant, so I, I suppose I, I I I will I will take lead on uh, presenting our 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 findings. Though though of of course you're you're uh, you're far more knowledgeable in in the uh, sensor telemetry and and uh, um, particle analysis than 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 I would be. So uh, I I would I would certainly welcome any um, uh, notes or, or attachments. Remember, remember how I uh, Tom. Remember how I said that it was weird for me uh, with the Hage symbiote and talking with you? Believe me, it is ten times worse with the the captain. Please, you'd be doing me a favor and she'll right, push I'm... for the the pad. Oh, uh, uh, yes, sir. Uh, certainly, I, I can. I, uh, I can. I can see how that that could be the the case. I, I will. I will get started on this right away. Thanks. You're, thanks a million. And chill. Uh, go back to work. It just dawned on me that Tong and Fox will have a very similar, <laughs> a similar cadence. It's kind of funny to me. Um, Tong is a bit more hyper, a bit more yeah. fast. Paced. Well, it's for Tong. It's more of a yeah. For Tong, it's more of a nervous. For Foxwell, it's more yeah. of a uh, wrapped up on his own thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I'd say O'Connor and Foxwell have a more similar. Yeah. I was just thinking the stuttering over himself. That's a thing that both of them do. Um, speaking of which, uh, let's go back to while well, Tong is getting ready to, to write up that report and send it up to the captain. Let's go ahead and do uh, uh, the rest of the to Savi and uh, Baldy. Baldy locks over there. <laughs> the SSH. That's the, right. the SSH. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of a name like he doesn't have a name. He's just the SSH. I was I was actually looking through I, I can't remember if we actually had the conversation of what to call you. It's it's one of those topics we broached at the end of one of the episodes that got lost in between our week off right. things. I don't think it ever came up that we I think I came yeah. up with something, but I'd have to go through my notes and figure I don't out. believe there has been an in-game uh, uh determination as to no. what to call the character. I I think I I wanted to work with you, Jeff, to come up with the the Halloran name for like administrator right. or something. Sure. Okay. Yeah. God. But for now, I think he's just. What's the Halloran name for Alpha and Omega, the Mighty God, Your Lord, All right. Saviors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Anyways, go ahead. All right. All right, so I'll hold off on asking what to call you then. I think Asavi would feel uncomfortable with her opinion of sentient AI just calling you SSH. But I'll leave it a moment. How goes it? Probably status report would probably be the better way to phrase that status report. Well, as the doctor reported, uh, the uh, would 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 we refer to uh, Foxwell as as doc? He's a, he is he's a doctor, a actual officer. He has a rank. He's mm-hmm. would we call him doctor or we call him lieutenant he commander? He should be lieutenant commander. Is the actual lieutenant. rank I should have him? Yeah, yeah he's lieutenant, lieutenant commander. Lieutenant commander. Yeah, I should change that in his bio. And as the lieutenant commander pointed out, this is a process that will take several hours to complete. But I believe I've managed to cut down it. Uh, to increase the efficiency of this routine by at least 33%, we should be well above schedule. Thank you. Uh, should I be rolling to see if I actually find any uh, residual hacking? Uh, you can make a roll. Uh, difficulty will be two. All right. Uh, yet another character sheet I need to yeah. pull up. Look at all my characters. This is the first time you had rolled. No, it might be the first time you've rolled with this character. I'm not sure. No, I've I've rolled with uh, the SSH before. Definitely back on. Um, with the not something we've discussed. Um, I think you. I don't know if you updated him or not, but go ahead and take focus for basically every roll at the moment until we until we sort some things out. Yeah, I I haven't updated him at all. That was another thing that got lost in. Like I said, I didn't get any writing uh, done for the session. So like this is, you know. Yeah. The rules say you can actually add focuses as you play. It's part of the character alternate character creation system. So well, I I was thinking mostly for the the quote unquote trait that you would have now having been part of the Halloran station. Um yeah. And we'll address more of that in the future. But for the moment, go ahead and take focus. Okay. Um, <clears throat> would this be more a security check or an engineering check? Because it's kind of um, since you're going for the finite, like you're actually looking through the systems to see if there's a security breach. I'm going to say security. Cool, that's what I was going for. Uh, control security then, uh, because this is important and he wants to show off. I'm going to buy an extra dice. Uh, and he, well, I, I already have focus, uh, uh, but he, he does of course have weapons, weapons, maintenance and repair and shuttlecraft are kind of weapons. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count that, uh, no. but I already have focus anyway. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. If you fly them straight into another ship, it is absolutely yeah. a weapon. They're just big weapons that you sit in. Uh, no, I got focus anyway, because I'm now an AI overlord. Right. All right. Two hits. Two successes. Uh, you succeed. Um, so far, as you can tell, there are no, uh, there's nothing left over. It is, they managed to bypass the biometrics and the security features, um, using fairly complex, um, brute force techniques, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, Mm -hmm. but no, there's no, they didn't, they, they, they just looked information. They didn't, they didn't, uh, leave anything behind. 
since this does look like just sort of brute force code your way into the back door, is is he right in assuming this is something that an actual onboard presence dedicated to fighting against this would greatly increase the security of? Yes, although you would also recognize that the technology they're using is pretty far advanced. Like the actual technology used to hack it is similar to that that you would have found that you that you did find on the Halloran station. It's very similar. So it, it's using really highly advanced stuff, like even considering the level of tech they normally have, they, they clearly have some aspects of their technology is really advanced. Some of it's not. Some of it really is. Very interesting. I haven't seen coding like this since back on Halloran. I'm surprised these uh, nomads we've been following have such sophisticated programming techniques. There was an exodus from Halloran, correct? Yes. The station didn't kill all of your humans. It was... Only one of many outposts that the original inhabitants had, whether they came from Halloran themselves or one of the uh, many worlds or stations under their, I hesitate to say empire because I legitimately do not know, but this was a whole civilization. wonder if these people were originally from the station. The technology does bear resemblance. It would be a strange coincidence. Indeed. Well, perhaps given the new threat of this advanced technology, it could uh, once again be uh, another example of how my new programming expertise could uh, adapt this very such programming to our own purposes. Great. The captain has okayed giving you access to a biometric body on away mission. An exemplary reasonable man, that captain. There is benefit. As much as I know you bulk at it for probably a variety, but there is benefit to giving Dr. Foxwell access to your current code. As we can see from the programming in this shuttle pad by the likely uh, What's the opposite of answer? Descendant, the likely descendants of the, the Halloran people. It's unlikely he would be able to parse the more intricate nature of how I've adapted my code based on Halloran programming. Maybe, maybe not. He may not be as unsophisticated as you give him credit for. I would think You would appreciate the pursuit of knowledge and expanding information. Certainly, I would happy. I would be happy to. I would be happy to teach him 
how to better access uh, new techniques for code programming. There's a benefit to practical knowledge versus textbook knowledge. Seeing it in, in real time. Of course, I have many ideas for such programs that we can create. Better uh, weapons, sensors, lock-on capabilities. Uh, anti-hacking protocols for very for these very situations and expanding of uh, a, a re-expansion of my own programming above the limitations that this ship currently has and i'm sure it would do wonders for eva no doubt What would it take to convince you to give him access to your program? What would it take you to give him access to your very DNA? Because that is essentially what we are talking about here. Real-time manipulation of who exactly you are. The Federation has my DNA on several different databases. But they don't actively manipulate it. I believe there is, in fact, quite an extensive law against that. Correct. I'm not proposing he have unlimited and unfettered access. I would be glad to grant him and any anyone else interested in their own uh, advancement of knowledge read access to my programming. Write access, however, should be solely my own. I think that's fair. Very good. Appreciate it. Glad we can come to an agreement. Like the captain, I am a wholly reasonable man. That you are. As to your request to be treated as crew, uh, as, as we have discussed before, if you're going to be treated as crew, you should behave as crew. Aside from the last time you appeared in my office, I've heard no further complaints. I think establishing establishing integrating you into the crew, crew rotation is a good idea. I am fully accessible by the crew and the ship 24-7. You are. The crew rotation is obsolete. Yes and no. We're in a strange liminal space between man and machine. 
if we don't set up a boundary and simply give the crew unlimited access to you night and day, we establish you as more machine. If we put you on the rotation, give you slated hours and a lot of downtime, you slide more to the man side. We don't let the Denobulans work 24-7. I think the same should apply. Well, I would certainly relish in the uh, reduction of needless tasks. I'm sure there are plenty other members of the crew who are just as capable at fabricating towels. Push a button, tell the replicator what to make. It's not difficult. You can make tea, you can make towels. Well, Excellent. along that line, I assume that would come with my... I assume that would place the responsibility of activation and deactivation on myself. It makes no sense to give me a work shift and have everyone capable of summoning me whether I am on shift or not. Agreed. Is there... I suppose not is there. With the caveat that command staff would have a an emergency override. As with all crew, sometimes you have to call all hands. And if a situation situation like that were to arise, we would need to be able to activate you without you doing it on your own. I believe that is reasonable. Deactivation, however, is a, another matter entirely. I think I agree. I think a an emergency deactivation should be held by the captain, the XO, and the CS. as those are the three personnel on the ship who could emergency deactivate, as it were, any other crew member. Order them off duty. The difference is, when you go off duty, you don't lose form, you don't lose consciousness. Hmm. True. Emergency lockout. I suppose that is reasonable. I would assume my rank, limited and insufficient as it may be, would have its own classifications. What?
as I you find it new- curious why everybody is so concerned of about limiting my access and my functionality, given that I only wish to better the efficiency of this ship. I still follow my core programming in assisting with this mission and the ship. I am simply now much more capable of doing so. And that seems to scare you. Well, the two main reasons, as I see it, are fear of the unknown. You and Eva are learning at a rate unexpected. I think even by your creators. There is the argument of sentience. There is also with Eva to a lesser degree and you to a greater The idea that should either of you decide that what's best for the mission, much as the station ordered, what's best for the mission is organics aboard ship not be able to access the ship's functions or that the organics are hampering the mission in some fashion and need to be deactivated. All you simply have to turn is, is do is turn off our emergency. That is a significant amount of power you hold in it. If I were to be granted access to those systems in the first place, I suppose I could attempt to force my way into those systems, but I see no reason to do so. I also believe it possible for any any member of the engineering staff or science staff for that matter to be able to brute force their way into most of those systems. Good. If They'd anything, be... my own presence in those systems would help deter that, as would it deter additional hacking attempts by unknown species and agents. It would also be a good deal easier to stop than you would. You would be the system. A quick knock in the back of the head with a spanner will get the engineer incapacitated long enough to turn the systems back on. You don't have a head to knock a banner. No, not as such. My point being, if any one of our exemplary Starfleet officers really wanted to destroy the ship, I'm sure they could find a way. As you've pointed out, you are infinitely more effective than any of the organic ship. That's where the fear comes from. That's in part where the limitations come from. The other part of it being, if you're going to be treated as crew, you start out as an exit, as anyone else. You work your way up.
I suppose that makes some logical sense. Though I would also point out that most ensigns right out of the academy don't have a year's experience commanding an advanced station, mostly all on their own. Nor the near full database of knowledge for both the Federation and what is left of the Halloran species. I suppose I can start as an ensign, though I would make a make an argument for uh, Lieutenant Junior Grade as any exemplary officer of the Academy would be awarded. If there are argument, Captain. Well, given my capabilities and knowledge, given appropriate uh, access and opportunities, I foresee a very quick rise in rank. possible. Well, I suppose that is good enough for me. Excellent. I won't keep you any further. Oh, you have not been keeping me. I've been performing this maintenance routine and plenty of, and several other uh, calculations and protocols while we've been spe speaking. This interface is largely unnecessary for myself. Fair so I will not keep you any longer, Commander. Thank you. Right. You'll have to come back on at some point because, you know, level one diagnostic requires taking things apart. But, uh, yeah, I guess um, that's true. But certainly all of your pre-diagnostic stuff could, you know, yeah. Um, all right. So before we wrap this up, let's go back to the shuttlecraft. Um, you guys have done some investigations. You've gotten some information. Uh, was there anything else we needed to do that you guys needed to do there? Um, I don't remember if we left somewhere uh, where there was actually information that you guys still needed to gather. Um, the last thing we had known is that the Bellerophon, you had found the Bellerophon uh, and you discovered that there, the Cardassian ship was somewhat of an antique um probably over over 60 or 70 years old we mentioned we were getting their uh, ah the logs log data yeah we're looking for the yes. black boxes um of at least the federation ship if possible yeah. the other um you do find and uh, Jisa would like to if possible find the uh find the the plate that you put on the bridge i know it's right. a long shot but you um, i'll let's Let's do a roll for that one. I'm going to say the difficulty for that, though, is going to be pretty high. Um, like, without even spending anything, I think just the complication of it being such a small thing, such a large piece of space. Um, I'm going to say it's probably going to be at least five. <laughs> Maybe four. We'll go four. This five is practically impossible to get. Um, Especially for a group of secondary. Right, players. yeah. Let's say four. Um, but if you manage it, uh, you know, that's badass. <laughs> um, you do, however, find the uh, the black box. I will give you that. Or at least you find uh, uh, log fragments that you that, that will work. I'm not sure there's technically a black box. All right, box, what but do you yeah. kids want to hop on sensors? We, uh, we have a needle and a haystack to find. Sounds like you two should do this. Uh, 
Kendall will, or yeah, Kendall will, Kendall will uh, red coach on this one. Kendall clearly thinks this is a bad idea. Waste our fucking time. <laughs> All right, go ahead and make the roll. Jesus, I think, is going to go lead and O'Connor secondary. Since, since Jesus is the one actually looking for it, she's the one that wanted it. Um, you do it. Doing a sensor sweep, though, it makes more sense to have the science person do the sensor sweep and the pilot. That's fine. Is. It's up to you guys. Yeah, I, I think Jisa is insistent on it, and since she's behind the wheel, she's not, <laughs> and more or less in charge, she's kind of not leaving until we at least give it a go. Right. Uh, but I, I think she would rely on the science officer to do okay. the sensor thing, and she's it just going to fly, fly a ship it also because makes more starships sense now to... have wheels. <laughs> it also makes more sense to leave the pilot yeah. to put most of her focus on not getting us right. sheared in half yeah okay. yeah she, she's more focused on on finding the most efficient route through the nebula to maximize the scanning efficiency uh okay so Terrible. i'm assuming i'm doing mostly piloting skit uh still so daring con uh what sort of uh since we're at the end of the the episode and and momentum refreshes it, at the it episode, does not right it does not no okay. momentum starts at z well it does refresh technically at the start of a new episode yeah it refreshes, but it refreshes to, zero. to zero it refreshes to zero. Um, but i don't i haven't yeah, been doing so. that i've just been leaving what do you guys have so yeah i do refresh but. the threat but i leave you guys momentum wherever it is okay well, this is important to Jisa, so she's going to buy an extra dice anyway. All right, because I got a craptastic roll, so please buy the extra dice. Uh, oh, and actually, I'm, I'm doing the assist, right? I, I can't buy it. Uh, you can go ahead. I don't care. No. For, for this, I, it does not. I would go feel free. Have at. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch something here at you. One of her values is nothing matters more than the win and i think bringing home the the nameplate for the ship the identity of the ship would be would be making a win out of out of the loss of this ship sure okay also makes also makes you look really good (laughs) yeah and and jesus is a badass and i want to i want to make this work uh okay so i'll buy that extra dice i will buy that critical so we got three hits already i have two dice to pull off two more rolls uh two more hits uh i don't no, you think only, i can stretch any of my you only need one <laughs> difficulty is four we only oh okay you said yeah. four not five okay well let's see how it works uh i press this button now there you go there we go um five. it takes you a little while to find it um but you do eventually come across since it's made of a, a specific a very specific material and and you know what, what? Since uh, since since we generated that one, you said it was four. We got five. I'm going to spend that one extra momentum to make it extra flashy. Like we find the nameplate caught like at the edge of one of those eddies, and I need to do like a slingshot maneuver and give it a nudge with like a like a low grade phaser roll to kick it out, swing by, it zooms out, and we grab it with the with the uh, either the tractor beam or probably the the transporter once it's clear of the spatial sure. distortions. Sure. Um, you and you find it. Uh, you, t- you detect it because it's made of a different material than the other things and you, you fine tune things and, and get in there and then you swoop, swoop in 
um, and knock it away from one of the eddies and, and, and pull it in. Um, you said you were going to fire one of the face, like you wanted to have the fire of the phaser to, 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 to knock it away from the eddy. Is that what you're going to do? Just, just real yeah. low grade. Yeah. Like there might, there might be a little scorch mark on it at, at best, but we're firing phases at like yeah. 1%. Nope, I got it. No problem. Not trying to damage it. I get that. Um, you knock it from the eddy, um, and beam it aboard. Um, when you, when you pick it up, um, one, it's a little bit warm, which is unusual for space. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, it's got some scorching on it and some, you know, some, some degradation and it's slightly warped and bent. Um, but you know, you're dusting it off and you're, you're, you're clearing it off to, to, to get the, the look, uh, to the look at the, the, the name Bellerophon and, and you, um, just, just as you're clearing it away, the, the number from the NCC or you're cutting off the dirt from where the NCC, the registry number is, um, the ship rocks dramatically. Uh, there's a bright white flash. Uh, and in front of you opens a, uh, well, it, it looks like a wormhole. Um, lasts for a few seconds, right. and then you are surrounded by white. And we'll go ahead and end there. Awesome. Okay. Um, so, uh, what moment stands out most to you this evening? Also, I updated the species Bible or the, I updated the Bible to have the, the links for the two species. But what moment stands out most to you this evening is you guys. Really liked he has the best interactions with I Tom. did. I thought those were fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like the scene with the, the SSH. Yeah, that was a good one. I don't know. I, I felt like I was dragging that out a bit, but I, I don't know. I, I'm still I'm still trying to find the SSH. I need to go back and watch more uh, more Voyager Doctor. Um. No, I thought it was I thought it was good. I I it felt very very driven. Um, I, I really like those strategic. sort of uh, AI rights, AI um, you know self identity stories. So a lot of what I was saying, I've I've heard on repeat over and over again. So it sounded stale to me. But if you're not used to AI based stories. No, I liked it. And I liked that. Um, you kind of kept me on my toes. Savi was trying really hard to find mm-hmm. that balance between coming right out and saying, you know what? This is unethical. You are clearly sentient. Mm-hmm. We need to treat this properly, which is her belief but she has to act within Federation systems. So she can't yeah. just be like, you know what? This is what we're doing. So you made her dance that long. I, I did enjoy getting, getting my few, you know, on his own high horse, nose up in the air, superior quirks, uh, quips. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I will teach the, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Lieutenant commander how to do programming. I, I like that you, uh, that he still assumes that he is far more advanced than, uh, than Eva too. So I like that there's a, some stuff, stuff building there. I like that. Um, anybody else got anything they want to say there? This thing I already have will do wonders for right. me. Right. Uh, who best embodied their character tonight? I, I want to say I really liked, um, I really liked, well, one, I was like Koba. Um, uh, he, for the five seconds he was on screen, I really, I thought, yeah. yes, he's so, he's such a dick. Um, and, <laughs> I like the Koba or Koba. I like the 
the like I feel I feel like just he I feel like it. he intentionally took the thing to eat just yeah. to make somebody mad. Like I don't know if that's true, but I feel like that's what he did. You know, or at least or, uncomfortable, confused. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a whole speech prepared. I couldn't find a pot to slot it in. How Bolians consider exploration, including yeah. tastes. So <laughs> well, for it, uh, that makes sense. No. No, it was it was because he wanted yeah. to taste it. I, I like I I just like that. I like that moment. Um I thought that was really that was really fun. I thought it, it shows a, a little bit of who that character is. We don't see that character a lot, uh, especially lately. We haven't seen him. Um and I think it's I just think he's a fun character. Um anybody else have one that best embody their character? I would love to see some character based coma stuff. I'm not sure what it would be, yeah. but mm-hmm. uh, we haven't had a lot of this season's been a lot of main characters, so we also haven't had a lot of need for us. No, not yet. Really. Koba's big Yeah, no, we're, we're Koba's big to... moment was clearly the uh season one thing where you guys were on the planet doing the, the ninja ing around. So. so anybody else have a who best embodied who who best embodied their character tonight? Or what character was best embodied tonight? Um, I suppose this is a better question since there's only three of us. Tom. Tongue was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, it was nice to, I, I, it was I, nice to see Tong. Uh, I like the interaction between Tong and Yezabeth and I like the attempt for Yezabeth to try to get more insight into what's going on. It was a bad role. I, I think, um, I'm a little disappointed a little it didn't work. I honestly. think in the future though, I think, but I, I'm happy to, to go by yeah, the I, dice. I think that it, gives us it, my motto is yeah. the dice. No, if, if we roll dice and the dice say something, I stick right. with the dice. Cause the I dice think know. though, it would definitely lead some, um, something that I think yes, Smith might mill over over time. And I think we can, we can mm-hmm. make another, uh, another go at that in the future. I do want to see yeah. more scenes with the two of them. Yeah. Play this. Yeah, I think that I'm looking forward to that. Sure. Um, anybody else got anything? I, I think actually going off of that, Yesbeth in bot or or Brian, you embodying both Yesbeth and Hage, sort of, you know, two sides of the same coin right now, playing off, you know, in in Jorad's stance and then in Yesbeth's stance. I think. That yeah, I did like that. Thank you. Um, have you got anything for that one? think anything has really already been said. Okay. Good idea, bad idea. Any good idea, bad ideas for this session? I don't know if there really was anything. Um, fucking about with Chronicles. <laughs> My inner jet is having a, an entire... Yeah, game. yeah. You did some time travel in the other game. It was fun. <laughs> so much! So much! Um, firing a phaser into a, a potentially active one. Yeah, zone. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... I, I was looking for a reason yeah. to do it. I was, I, I was, I, I, I shouldn't say this because it, it takes some of the magic away, but I was going to end it that way no matter what. No, don't say But I like that you did it because now it's your fault. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I, I am always looking for, for complications. Yeah. Way to go, Jisa. Um, I'm going to ask this one. I don't, I have not asked this question since we've started. Um, pick one of your characters, doesn't matter which one, but what motivated the character during this session? And and have those motivations changed at all? I already said I Koba was genuinely trying to explore. <laughs> Everybody thinks he's a jerk. He's, he's a little <laughs> meat-headed, but I think he's I think his heart's yeah. in the right place. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I asked that's why I clarified Koba or Coaster, because Coaster's Coaster a dick. is a dick, yeah. Cobra's post Koba's just a bit of a yeah. himbo. 
That's yeah. true. Yeah. I'm going for that him Yeah. Anybody else got? I don't know. I, I would like to see more Kostra too, because I don't think he's a dick. I just think he's the grumpy uncle. <laughs> like he's just that ordinary yeah. old man. I think he wants he wants kids to get off. The floor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? What? Who else got a character that had it? What? Any other characters' motivation for this uh, this session? Um, I think the easiest one for me would be Nasabi's because O'Connor's motivation was explore plants. I got to explore plants. Now I'm going to go back in time and explore. Seventies <laughs> <laughs> porn plants. Let's go. I just oh finished watching Minx recently. No. Good show. Anyway. Okay. Um, but Dasabi's motivation. Wasn't were, sure where you're going to take that for a second. <laughs> right. Um, in, in this episode, Dasabi's motivations were to kind of push the sentience agenda. And I think getting, getting the SSH established as true is a step in that yeah. direction. Yeah, I, I and also I'm, I, that's going to come back lightly. up because now Eva's not crew, but oh, yeah. he is. <laughs> like, I'm working on that. I get a time. Also, well, maybe, when Eva becomes oh, as sophisticated as the new SSH, can the, topic. <laughs> Eva the SSH would, would gladly tutor her. That's true. We're, we're getting we're getting Eva through, through, through the academy. Right. So. Maybe maybe the SSH they would be the weirdest team they'd be the weirdest academy class. Ever. <laughs> yep. There's also a little bit of an F U to Foxwell in there that Dasavi's kind of yeah. yeah, I don't know if this is the right place to bring it up. I feel like we should transition Foxwell out. Uh, it's coming soon. I feel. Like- yeah, yeah. I, said, I don't. I don't think yet, but yeah, he'll go. He'll go soon. But I think he's. I think he's fine. There, he there's gonna we're at some point we have to have there, there will come a head where where Foxwell either has to go or there yeah he's not gonna be around a whole lot longer. So. I haven't really interacted with him like no that. I I put <laughs> him aside I, for the last couple of sessions I put him aside because I don't want him to take up too much screen time from you guys. Um, I completely get that. I yeah I completely get that. It, You'll know. I'm, You'll know too that Eva really hasn't been in on screen much either. So Yeah, I want to see yeah. more Eva. I just think he's a little Yeah. See, I think he's a good antagonist for what it for what Dasabi's yeah. trying to do. Because without That's him in fair. place, either it moves too smoothly or the captain becomes for antagonist. Right. That's certainly fair. I, I haven't interacted with him as much, yeah. so my opinion probably yeah, I, I think yeah. he's a valuable character for the SSH and Dasabi to to play right. off of. Doesn't really interact with any of your characters, Brian. So he goes out of his way not to interact with other players. Like that's that has been a thing yeah. that I've trying to. I don't know if I've gotten it across, but he does not mm-hmm. have any desire to associate with any other characters. He just mm-hmm. he's there. He's there for the AIs. He doesn't he doesn't want Dasabi in there talking to him. But you know he's got to do yeah. what he's got to do. Um, he's never gone to see the it's captain. Like really, not really gone to see the captain. You know it's. He's, it's a clear thing he's trying to do. So, um, Jack, did you have any character motivations for anybody this session, or just kind of? That, that's a that's a tough question for me because after these episodes, I am so scatterbrained by rapid fire changing personas because <laughs> I I get so into my characters, jumping from Varen in the very beginning to 
throwing Jisa in unexpectedly and, and being Jisa, uh, Tong's frantic anxiety. Um, th- this was, a, and I'm glad for it, this was a low Ambrose session. I think I've been a little heavy on Ambrose lately, so I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we didn't have to. Yeah, he didn't even make it on the screen. Uh, I think oh, he did. He did. He had. He, had he, a scene. he he was at the 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 comp the yeah. oh, yeah. senior senior yeah. staff meeting, but yeah, um, he had prior commitments this episode. I, don't know. I mean, they they all had he had prior commitments this episode. He's filming an episode of like Moonlighting or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I think they all had their own clear uh and ambitions and and things they've learned this episode uh i i think jisa actually with how little she was on screen uh and we were we were kind of at the at the i i would love to see more interaction i would i would i'm sure this question is coming up which what you yeah. have changed i would have loved to actually seen more role play interaction in the yeah. shuttle pod between kendall o'connor and and jisa uh because i think that was actually a defining moment of of jisa that we didn't really play up uh and i didn't even know how to how to do it so i didn't push for it uh but she's very aware of losing people especially after the season finale of season one uh mm-hmm. so i i think getting the nameplate which is kind of the the gravestone the memorial for the entire crew of this ship and the ship itself and she's so in tune with ships uh themselves that she she wanted she wanted this nameplate she wanted this this gravestone this mm-hmm. memorial for the crew and the ship so bringing that back was a huge personal yeah. thing for her and what went a big well you, you're going to get more chance to see how that inner these three people interact in the next session because uh you're kind of stuck yeah. together for the moment. Yeah. So. Now, now we get to be the new prophets. Yeah, right? That's, right. that's, that's what's yeah. going on here, right? Um, I, I, I'm really hoping we end up st- stranded on flight yeah. together. That'd be fun. Um, it's like 18th century. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it'll be interesting. Um, and it's three characters who I don't think have ever really had a lot of interaction. And this is a good chance for Kendall to really uh, to shine. Yeah. Because you're gonna you're stuck playing her now. Um, all right. If you could change one thing about the session, what would it be? I'd like Twitch to have worked properly. Yeah, probably that. <laughs> I don't really see anything else that I would have changed. Um, the last two hours went by super fast. The first hour, hour and a half seemed to go by really, really slow. Like when we took break, I'm like, oh my God, it's only 8.30. Why is it only well, we- 8.30? We also started like, pretty much oh, exactly at seven o'clock. Yeah. So, I feel like the pace. I feel like there was an issue with the, 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 the role, the pace of the roles, where it felt like we got. A, I don't know. I can't put my th- f- my yeah. finger on it. Uh, so maybe I shouldn't <laughs> criticize. Uh, I don't know. I was. I will say I did feel at moments like we were spending too much time getting too little information you guys got um, but we did you guys a lot, lot of information in the session we did <laughs> we did get a ton of information i guess what i'm saying is just more the right was kind of off the, like sometimes it felt like we were getting nothing sometimes we felt like we were getting gotcha. everything and i i don't know i can't express that in a in a more right. specific way i'm sorry yeah, yeah. I, I i'd actually 
as as always we're on the flip side of each other's coin here i, I actually really liked the pacing I, I loved how we how we split up the different extended tasks and we jumped from one role to the next and and laddered them because instead of doing all of this test and then all of that test we got to do just like they, they do in the episodes where they switch uh, a plot b plot scenes and i, I think the pacing of that yeah. actually was really well maintained yeah i didn't mind i didn't mind the cutaways yeah there was also a, i mean there was a lot of information to be had in this episode so we did a lot of science um asked yeah. a lot of questions got a lot yeah of i think that might have been part of it is, is that there was a lot of questioning that once you made the role, you only had to make the one role, and which is, I think, how the system is kind of designed. I, I don't want to spend all day making roles. Yeah, you know that's. I, mean? not, I, I as I said, you you did great. I, I I cannot put any quantifiable. Specific, right. Yeah, you did the roles like exactly how they're supposed to be used, uh, and it it worked out all pretty well in the end. So I, I. Forget I said like, <laughs> I, I, I will uh, say, and just... this this might resonate with where you're going. I think this was a very exposition and sort of yeah, above must... game humming and hawing thing. There was some of that, out. yeah, uh, and and much less actual role play and being in character in this game. That because it was so information yeah. heavy, there was a lot of exposition and then processing, and yeah. not as much. Although it picked activity. up a lot, it picked up a lot in the last yeah. two hours yeah. so i think we found our group i was now. trying to find a way to to once we got the group broken up i was trying to find a way to make sure that everybody was rather than just jumping from this scene and then going to the next role like do something in that scene before you make the role that's something i i think it's really important um i agree and adding in additional scenes uh adding in the c plot uh, i think really helps too because that adds another excuse me another moment between um between rolling that helps and, and between exposition because roles mean exposition almost always um or some kind of combat of some kind of sort which is just exposing uh, exposizing murder um you know you know you know what i put my finger on it i think we i i spoke about this last time i think we need a little more action yeah. Like this was a lot of exposition. I, yeah, not necessarily combat. Like it doesn't have to be combat, but like it felt like we could have used a little bit of uh, um, adrenaline. Engine. Right. Adrenaline. Yeah. 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 We haven't had any real tense moments. Well, I mean, we did just this season, you know, disappear in a giant. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, that's something. Yeah. I mean, there was yeah, and there was the tension at the beginning of the session where you guys were with the with the guy and uh -huh. um you uh, yeah and with with what's his face at the at the dinner i honestly watching that scene from I mean, mostly i was just kind of watching it as an audience member even though mills was there she was interacting with him but watching all of that i was expecting a fight to break out at right and i didn't i haven't i didn't feel yeah. tense at, at any of that even, even the the warrior here being like get off our lawn i was like all right whatever yeah. We weren't going to push the issue, so I didn't yeah. feel like there was kind of right. Tension. Yeah, uh, because so. Koba wore a smart paint today. Yeah, well, some of that is the tension. The tension that. that is there. I think you guys tend to to see it and 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 move away from it, like it, which is what Starfleet officers would do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe the key is for us to make more mistakes. Like we we should remember that we should we can use values to gain determination yeah. by having. You know, our characters make mistakes and cause I should, trouble. Really, so, I can also use your. I can. I can also offer the challenges on the values, which is something that I don't do enough of. 
Um, in fact, I've never done it, Please. but I can, I can be like, here's your thing. You want to go ahead and mess this scene up for me real quick? <laughs> yeah. I'll take you up that. on that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a tweet, I saw a tweet that I believe in and it's uh, the, uh, you know, it's a healthy group when everybody keeps giving the GM loaded yeah. guns. Um, my biggest issue with the, with the, so I wrote a lot of story, but I don't write beats for the episodes. Um, or I, I don't always write beats for the episodes. So it's hard for me to go in and be like, okay, this beat is for this character or this character or this character. And I don't always look at the values because I'm looking, I'm trying to think what the next scene is going to be. I'm listening to what you guys are doing. And I'm trying to build the next thing to happen. So I don't necessarily always look at your sheets to see what values you actually have. And it's a flaw in my style of running this kind of game. It's one of the things I think that makes Star Trek one of the hardest games, in my opinion, to run. I can tell the story all day long, but looking at the mechanical side of, of your character sheets, it's another window I have to have open, another thing I have to think about that I'm, I'm thinking about the story and how I'm running, how I'm providing things, not necessarily how I can use your sheets against you or toward, you know, to aid you in any way. Um, and it's just a style of, it's a, it's a GMing style problem, I think. Um, so something I got to figure out because I don't, it's not a thing you do in other games. It's something it's something we can help yeah. you with too. Like we, we know our determination and we know how our characters can cause problems for the right. rest of the party. Yeah. You know? The only other game that has systems hey, I, like that is like white, like white wolf has, or used to have flaws and stuff. And those I always would write down. Like I know what the flaw can be, but uh, values are so broad that they can come in into play in so many different ways. It's really hard for me to think about that at the moment. So yeah, that's something you guys can think about. Like feel free to, be like, I want to complicate the scene. Would you give me this to mess up the scene? I'm like, yeah, I might do that. You know, I keep trying to give you ways to mess up the scene and you just keep letting them yeah. work. You guys also roll <laughs> the amount of times I've had had Tong go secret agent Tong expecting it to blow. Up you guys roll super well. It actually works. <laughs> I yeah, feel that's, that's bad about like true. one of the things one I, I've heard the algorithm in roll 20 is heavily favored for good rolls. Um, but well, that would be it, it should be us. bad for you. And you do get a lot of complications. Um, but man, you rolled like crap in the other, in the other version. You roll a lot better in this one. Um, but no, the mm. part of the thing about about the system of STA and it, it's one of the flaws of STA, in my opinion, um, and really the 2D20 system is it is really really swingy and it shouldn't be because it's a success based it's it's success based but you only have to have two successes to get almost anything and when you start adding in higher difficulties the difficulty between a th the, the the difference between a three and a four is substantially higher difficulty like it's not like two and three is a, is a higher difficulty but three and four is huge and four and five is even bigger there's like their exponential growth of of difficulty because you have to start buying more dice and having more momentum and everything else um and with difficulty with you're not supposed to set difficulties higher than two without spending threat um which i don't know that always makes sense to me like it's a thing i don't really like about the system but it's it's one of those things where the, i think the system is is it's heavily favored in the pc to the pcs which it should be um but sometimes it's just a little bit too easy uh, for some things and and i yeah I'd feel like it would be more interesting if we could find more ways to generate both momentum and threat because i feel like well, I feel like it's something we should we should always be bartering yes. 
back and forth. Yeah. And I, we, we spent, we spend some episodes like really high action, tense episodes. You have a billion threat because I keep right. going bold on you. <laughs> uh, and, and we're constantly cycling through stuff or, or, but then we have sessions like these where we're always just kind of at that one, two mark. And we're always like, do I want to use right. it? I don't know. But if you have a pool of a dozen threat, you can, pretty much anytime we want to do something interesting, be like, I'm going to spend a whole bunch of thread and we're going to turn this into difficulty four with like three complication. Then we go, okay, well, we just had a difficulty zero right. roll. We have five momentum. Let's go ahead and spend that. And let, let's make this be a big right. scene as opposed to just um, these, these little. I and mean, we definitely do do things. that a lot. Like yeah. most sessions, I think that's the way we tend, tend to do things. Like uh, one of the things you find in, I can't remember the last time we had a difficulty zero task just to. Oh, it was last them. session. There was one. Um, there was at least one. We don't, I don't, I, I do do them, especially in, no, in sessions where I think there's going to be combat or when I think you guys, like right now you've got one momentum. We'll probably do one next session. But keep in mind, you can always do it. We can rally. Uh, like it is a cap, it is a captain move to, you know, to do the right. uh, rally, which is always a. Yeah, there there are definitely things we do, like we definitely do do level zero tasks. But one of the things that run you run to again every two weeks of a session, it, it, you you don't necessarily remember all the roles, but yeah, um, we definitely do them uh, every now and then, or at least when I know that we're going to need momentum. Like I try to do them earlier on in the session. Um, this session though, when you once you got to the maelstrom I, though, maybe it's just my my own interaction. I feel like anytime I ask if we have momentum. Oh, yeah. It's it's not as much yeah. as I would like. Um, yeah. Well, Brian Brian is a, a, a rapid user. Brian keeps talking uh, about momentum, which is great because <laughs> do, do it anyway. Do it anyway. Generate yeah. threat. <laughs> like, don't, I, I forget uh, you could do that without having a, a, a yeah. You can do yeah. the threat thing yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brian uses a lot of momentum, uh, which is what it's for. It's you're using the meta good, currency yeah. the way the meta currency. I think this game we yeah. use the currency. The meta currency is much better than I did in my last game that I, that I ran. Um, because we didn't even think about it in the la in the, the Lexington game that I was running mm -hmm. where Ev was playing Jet. Yeah, like we didn't we just it wasn't the thing we did. We just told stories and that was it. The the dice didn't matter at all. Um in this I try to get more of the roles and stuff in because I think it's more essential to one, I think it's more Brian it's more everyone's style of play, but specifically having the roles mm -hmm. helps Brian use momentum and helps you guys tell better stories. Um like I know like you, Jack, you use a lot more of the threat to create the momentum to create the story. Yeah. Um mm -hmm. and that's that's something that's different from my usual players. Like my, my my players, generally speaking, my other games, um uh, we can go whole combats without every rolling dice. Like you guys have seen the way I've run some of the space battles, and a lot of my stuff happens like that, and it's just a lot of narrative. Um, but I especially for the a live stream, I think using the dice and using the momentum and all that's way better. So um, I've, I've enjoyed it. I think that we do use the meta currency fairly well. There are days when we use it better than others. Um, mm -hmm. but it's a thing to note. Um, and certainly the, the, the values and the determination and stuff is something that I think we need to take better advantage of. So mm -hmm. I don't have anything else. Do you guys? No. All right. Let's go ahead and roll. Great roll credits. Mm -hmm.